and zip lock that Right on my waistline is why I kept that strap I remember nights, I didn't remember nights I damn near went crazy, I had to get it right Now I'm your favorite rapper's favorite rapper Hey, Now I'm your favorite trapper's favorite trapper The absolute truth, yeah, no joke Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back into the Trap Trawl Podcast. My name is Randy, and we are talking NFL football today. Joining me, first and foremost, my uh, my associate, my guy's playing. Uh, TC, are you hurt or injured? It's my guy, Tron Carter. How are we doing today? Don't ask me if I'm hurt, dog. All right? Joaquin <laughs> said dominate. That's what we're, we're going to do. It. Yeah, that's what we're going to do today. He's coming off uh, his... What did you call it the other day? A le- something rhinoplasty? Yeah. I had a structural rhinoplasty with a a uh, septum, I don't know, septum something, septum plasty, and then they did a bunch of cartilage stuff from a cadaver. They like implanted some cartilage. They had to rebuild all sorts of shit. I think I've got more stitches in there than I thought I did. I did some exploring last wow. night. So, yeah, we're we're getting there. My nose is very itchy today. Oh. I got my post-op follow-up appointment tomorrow morning. I can't wait. <laughs> well, we appreciate you being here. Also joining us, Mr. Kevin Van Valkenburg, KVV. You are in Baltimore, but right after we're done recording, you're heading up to Oak Hill for the PGA Championship this weekend. Is that right? I'm flying up the highway. I'm ready. I see a lot of uh, a lot of takes already going on this morning. Uh, you know, discussion about. The size of the the grass, the rough. Rory is Rory a cat or a dog? Uh, need to. I know we're not allowed to talk golf on this pod, but uh, I'm psyched. I'm ready for a good uh, major. Yeah. Will you please go to Wegmans? Solly's not going to yeah. make it to Wegmans. You need to go to Wegmans, dude. I love Wegmans. I, they, I one of them. My biggest like crushing things is I moved to the south part of Baltimore where there is no Wegmans. There was a there's a Wegmans up north uh, where I used to live, and so it's it's devastating. They, they always have like. Such delightful produce at Wegmans, like a great olive bar selection. Uh, they got none of that in the South Baltimore here. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry about that. Well, I, I want a full report back, plus the garbage okay. plate, of course. I cannot eat a garbage plate, but <laughs> I will. I'll do my best. Last and certainly not least, our favorite uh, musician, our favorite 49ers fan, Mr. Poosh, calling in early from the West Coast. Good morning, Mr. Poosh. How are you? Good morning, gentlemen. Glad to be back. Just been get, being abused by uh, trappers, trappists for the last <laughs> trappists. Four, I like four that. months. I don't know. Um, what a flex! Good to be back. What a flex by Push to have his gold record in the exactly. background <laughs> uh, on the wall there. That's take that trappists. Yeah. Push has <laughs> been that? has been taking some barrel fire on, on, on the refuge from some of the trappists as well. Push Push puts on his pants just like anybody else, but in the morning he makes gold <laughs> records when he does it. That's right. I don't have any pants on. That's the crazy thing. Oh, hey. <laughs> yeah, I, ha- I just have to get on the refuge like once every once a month and just handle like twenty eight different in- insult insulting posts from uh, random guys that I don't know. People talk about how you need to be benched for your NFL takes on the refuge. I didn't appreciate that one bit, Poosh. You're an essential either. part of this text thread in this discussion. I p- I picked the Eagles and everybody shit on me for it. And it's uh, true. brave. It's a brave take. Uh, Poosh will never bench you. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, Iration is is the band he plays in. Check him out. Irationmusic.com. Is that the right website, Mr. P? 
Correct, correct. Got a got a tour starting here uh, at the beginning of June, so hopefully they're in your city. Go and check them out. Uh, you can tell them how bad his 49er and NFL takes are in person. Shout it, shout it as loud as you can. Exactly. Before we get rolling today, we, we're going to touch on just a, a few of the most important news items here, and then we're going to get into uh, some off-season NFL stuff. But we have a sponsor to thank. Our first sponsor is Roback. Guys, Roback Activewear. Can we just vamp? I mean, we just got some new Roback stuff into our shop. I wore the Tanimal outfit when we were at LACC against Solly. I deployed that against him. Uh, we got these new white ones in our shop that it's maybe the crispiest thing I've ever worn they're, before. They're sick. I'm wearing the green uh, this morning. Uh, looking, my, my wife was commenting on how much she liked the dog. Uh, it's a it's a very fresh look. Randy, you've got kind of a textured pattern. Yeah, it's almost, going today. Yeah, I I wouldn't say it's it's almost like galactic, like space. Uh, Shout out to Astro Dupes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Roback's good stuff. You can find uh, performance polos. They're incredibly comfortable. I've I've told you all about the four-way stretch and moisture wicking material that they put into their polos. Uh, they are phenomenal. They have quarter zips. It's you know the definition of versatile. You can do just about any activity in them, from playing golf to you know going out for a drink. And then finally, as we said, the, the, the hoodies, legitimately the most comfortable hoodies we own, hands down the softest, stretchiest hoodies in golf. So head to Roback.com, R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. Use code TRAP, T-R-A-P, for a generous 20% off your first order. That's Roback, R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com, and 20% off all polos, Q-zips, hoodies, and tees with code TRAP. Check them out now. We thank them for being a great sponsor. And their their little bug tag on the hood, new and improved, a little smaller, smaller, more concise little little uh, stripe there. Really, really like it. Just improving things incrementally every every run. TC has the eye for details, and that's what I love about you. Uh, TC, speaking of details, do we owe any mea culpas from our previous episode? Uh, I'll be honest, Randy. I don't even remember what we talked about on our last episode. <laughs> you, a lot you, happened. I was on so many drugs last week. <laughs> uh, let's not apologize for anything. Then this is no. We're not apologizing for anything. Well, like I got Beatles. called out. I got called out for uh, Glasgow last week. That's oh, right. Yeah. Would you? Yeah, you. Mr. You Pusher, need to issue an apology. Yeah. Would you like to issue an apology? No. <laughs> <laughs> Just straight up no. That's shipyards a disgrace. It's, I know. It's, they're choking off the entire commerce and tourism industry on the Isle of Mole, the Isle of Harris, South Uist, all sorts of different outer Hebrides. It's, it's a it's disgrace. Pronounced, it's pronounced Weist. Weist. No, it's pronounced Uist. It's not Weist. It's Uist. Uist. TC, I, I was going to say, this is great. Some Somebody's uh... going to have an apology for next time, so we're, we're good already. Just to track back, TC, some of Stephen King's best books, he doesn't remember writing at all. He's just completely coked out of his brain. So, I mean, we could think about that last trick strap draw like in that same vein. I'm sure there's some some Beatles albums that are sort of hazy for the guys, you know, he, that he, a lot yeah. of drugs being ingested. So. If he did that much coke, he, he might have had a septum a septum uh, surgery as well. <laughs> many, many people are saying, you know, that's that's why I had to have the septum. But no, I think they got in there and they were like, oh, yeah, there's, there's a lot going on in here. Uh, I will say, though, 
I had uh, two two great experiences thus far. I'm still very clogged up, a lot of dried blood and all that. But um, so I apologize in advance. I, in advance may a culpa for me not projecting my voice today because I still can't really breathe out of my nose until tomorrow. But I I had some Listerine mm. last night, mm-hmm. and I, I tell you what, the Listerine, that cool mint Listerine, best smell. Like I, I did, I had no idea it smelled that good. I love Listerine, I always have, but like the depth of the mint, it was crazy. <laughs> it was nuts. And then on 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 Saturday night, I went over to a buddy's house, the party doctor's house, and uh, he had a bottle of of. Barolo open. I'm like, you know what? I'll have a glass of Barolo. I haven't had anything to drink all week. I was off the off the pain meds at that point. I swear to God, I was. It was like the first glass of wine that I've ever had in my life. Mm. I was ta- I was smelling stuff. I was smelling the the dried cherries and the, you know, the orange rind and all that stuff in that Barolo. I love Barolo. I've never never smelled any of that stuff in Barolo. And now I feel That's like great. I. I was just born again. It's crazy. He's going to have a second career as either a, a sommelier or a Listerine tester. Well, <laughs> so. It's crazy that you've been working on like 30% efficiency with that, oh. with your nose, and you've already yeah. had all the, you know. I mean, maybe I'm talk. like mega brilliant. Maybe you guys are talking maybe. to like one of the foremost, you know, <laughs> sensory experts of your time. I, think, I just didn't I think have you, access you to new, new nickname, the, blo- the Bloodhound. <laughs> oh, I, I, Mr. Poosh, I don't like that. Uh, well, hey, how about how about some quick news and items that we're monitoring? Even though it's an NFL week, we we always have our ear to the ground. We're watching out. And TC, yeah. I, I think we got to start here. The, what's going on with the price of pasta in Italy? Yeah, price of pasta is increasing at twice the rate of inflation right now. Have you guys heard about this? No, it's no. not good. <laughs> it's not good. What uh, is driving it, TC? It's a great question. Uh, some wheat, of the wheat. the the Durham, yeah, the wheat. The wheat prices, labor stuff, uh, their purity law is mm. is you know causing some issues as well because they're struggling to get the, the right type of of wheat. Some choke points, all sorts of stuff. It's a crisis in Italy, a macaroni crisis, if you will. <laughs> like Our, I, I'm not even joking. This seems like the type of stuff that you mess around with pasta in Italy, you might find you know an yeah. uprising of of sorts. It's gone up 17.5% in the last 12 months. Hmm. Wow. Doesn't Ukraine do Ukraine produce a lot of wheat? Isn't that what it is? Uh, you know, I was thinking that too, Mr. Poosh. Yeah. yeah. I think that's true. Poosh, I it's need to ask a- you a question too. Sure. Who do you support? The, the, the Rangers or Celtic? Oh, I thought this was Russia or Ukraine. Yeah. I was, well. <laughs> <laughs> I was Going like, back to Glasgow geez. for a second. Yeah, yeah. Rangers, Rangers. Oh, uh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. We went. We, you texted me this. You know the. You know the answer. It's Rangers. I, know. Uh, I just wanted to get it out of my my. Yeah, you want me to get now. You want me to get attacked by the the Celtic <laughs> people now. That's great. Now I have a religious war on my on my in my mentions. Yeah. Um. Um. No, my wife. You, you, that's actually you and Randy hate the Catholics. Oh come cool. on, TC. Jeez, man. Uh, you can't Jeez, just be throwing really? that out there willy nilly. My dad is my dad is a Catholic. Okay, um, my best friend. No, my, my wife. Her. Uh, <laughs> I know a Catholic. Okay, I have a friend that's a Catholic. Yeah, the I'm Cardinals, a Catholic guy. The Cardinals kicker. Yeah, we just <laughs> TC just sent around the thing this morning about what a what a good Catholic the Cardinals kicker is. That's a true off season story. Yeah. The Cardinal kicker. 
Um, yeah. No, the Chiefs my, kicker. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs yeah. kicker, excuse me. Oh, That's Harrison right. Butker, yeah. yeah. Um, my wife's uh, parents are split. It's a house divided. Uh, they're not together anywhere, obviously. But um, it was uh, mom, mom's side Rangers, dad's side Celtics. So they were in, like... When Facebook and stuff came out, they were not allowed to like interact with each other online, and it just got would get way too heated. And uh, her dad had um, season tickets to the Ibrox, so I, I'm I stick with Rangers. I always like Rangers. Have you ever been to the Old Firm game? No, no, I haven't. I've driven by the Ibrox a few times, but okay. never been. No, I'd All like right. to. So yeah, I yeah personally, I've been monitoring that <laughs> Celtic beat their ass again. Like usual. So, uh, anyway, next up, the Finnish Prime Minister Randy. Huge news. I Finnish will say, Prime I, Minister. Yeah, I have been monitoring this one closely. <laughs> TC, Sana Sana Marin getting divorced. Interesting. Huge. Interesting. I I, I don't want to speculate. I don't know. You know, is this a result of partying? Is this a result of? Being the prime minister for several years would be very curious to learn more about this situation. Maybe it's just a amicable split, you know? Who knows? Could be a real uh, American president situation. The movie, like where he goes out and dates a little bit, and I, I love, yeah. I love that as a sitcom, like the dating uh, Finnish president. Uh, yeah, yeah. But we, <laughs> TC, you have my word. We will be monitoring that quite closely. Uh, how about the Vision Fund? What, what? Uh, posting a thirty-two billion dollar loss for last fiscal year and that's not that's not tc's vision fund that is the vision fund yeah although i might be the vision fund before it's all said and done <laughs> you uh, certainly haven't lost that much money that we know of uh, no I'm, I'm still up you know i'm up generational amounts uh it's great for know, over the last couple of years even Freddy though Goose, we're yeah. in a bad spot right now you know the five-week plan is not good but the 500-year plan is great yeah, yeah uh it's great 32 billion dollars in one year yeah, I mean, I know it's all like paper write downs and stuff, but that's that's a lot of money. That's crazy, Mister Sun, our, our J friend, who uh, needs to needs to be probably watching his back. Mm -hmm. uh, what can you tell us about the YSL trial? Oh, uh, so the it's this this it just keeps getting more and more absurd and more and more Atlanta. Uh, YSL defense attorney Suri Chadha Jimenez is no longer headed to jail. I guess he was being held in contempt at one point. Um, the, the judge asked him to buy lunch for all the lawyers after he was <laughs> held in contempt of court last week. So he went to Magic City, the strip club, and yeah. bought a bunch of lemon pepper wings. Hell Famous yeah. wings, right? Those yeah. are the best wings in the country, allegedly. Yeah. And That's... then he, he, uh, yeah. And then they... Yeah, wings, crab legs, all that stuff there. And then I guess he also, the judge said something about making like a, a charitable donation. So he, he he donated to like the stripper fund. That's like some awesome. stripper 501c C3 organization. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that strippers are setting up a nonprofit. So that's great. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> strippers should set up a 501c6. Like the okay. PGA Tour. That's right. Know? Yeah, a trade organization. That's right. Uh, just write off all their, you know, all their outfits. I guess. I mean, what, what would you write off if you were a stripper? Lemon pepper wings. Yeah, yeah. apparently. Yeah. Who do uh, on tour? Do any of the guys ever ever frequent strip clubs on tour? Oh, wow. uh, not as much anymore. Um, there, there used to be a crew that would go go. Not um, what's the what's the other place in Atlanta? Like the with the, it's like the older 
classic more, spot. More established spot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Magic City, there's... I'm trying to think what... Come on, I mean, there's a bunch. I don't know, I yeah. can't remember. They used, I'm we not all, a big they strip club guy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they all went to a bunch of... Uh, they went there and had shirts for a while that we, the crew, our crew, was all wearing for a while. And I don't know. I guess the I guess the women were like in their fifties or something. So it was kind of an interesting scene. But are tours much. like very like kind of more boring now? Or you guys like drink wine on the bus? Like what do you what do you do now? Yeah, yeah, a lot of wine. Um, uh, actually, rocking some high noons. I think this summer we're gonna throw the high noons on the uh, there you go. on the uh, rider. But yeah, no, I think it's just because when you're when you're doing um, sheds, it's a of a whole day of setting up. You know, you get there in the in the morning, and the crew's there from seven or eight in the morning all the way until after the show's done, and, and it's just a lot more stuff to put back into trucks and and trailers, and so there's less off time. I think the days off are when they generally do that, and then when that comes to the days off, they just want to go drink at a bar yeah. and not really. You know, go too hard, but you know, the lead, you never lead know. singer is always out playing golf. He's not. He's <laughs> yeah. not. Uh, well, we got to get you pushed yeah. when you go through Missoula next time. We got to get you out of my parents' country club. I'm gonna make that happen because I think you'd like you'd enjoy the walk. I have Rock, a good. I have, Rock a, Creek I have a history of. Uh, I have a history of beating beating guys at their parents' country clubs. I'm glad you got that one because you haven't gotten another one. Oh well. Bo Jackson apparently has oh. had the hiccups for over a year. <laughs> a this, year, I, yeah, he had to have a procedure. This is nightmare fuel, TC. I, I didn't even know that was possible. No. Uh, yeah, I guess he he's dealing with some sort of unusual medical condition. He's been he's been experiencing the hiccups since July of 2022, so not how quite many, a year. How many home remedies do you think Bo Jackson oh. has had to listen to? People being like, oh, just. <laughs> Drink water from the other side of a glass. Like, hold your breath and swallow seven times. Like, I, even Bo Jackson's hiccups got to be intimidating. I hope people are um, trying to scare him every day, too. I have a memory of watching an ER episode, like, when I was a teen. That was a person had hiccups for weeks, and they diagnosed it as, a tu- like, a tumor in their uh, diaphragm. Uh. So maybe he needs to get a revisit that episode of ER. Well, Bo was Bo was uh, conspic- uh, you know, conspicuously absent from inconspicuous, conspicuously. I think conspicuous, conspicuous is the right. Yeah, conspicuously absent from the Frank Thomas statue dedication at Auburn, hmm. and so people were asking, "Where's Bo? Where's Bo?" Bo said, "I wasn't at the so- at, at the ceremony because I was dealing with hiccups. Had the hiccups since last July. I'm getting a medical procedure done at the end of this week to try to remedy it." I've been busy sitting at the doctors, poking me, shining lights down my throat probing me everywhere they can to find out why I got these hiccups. It's the only reason I wasn't there. I've done everything. Scare me, hang upside down, drink water, oh, smell man. the ass of a porcupine. It doesn't work, <laughs> Jackson said. Love this that. Is, this is according to Dean Straka at uh, CBS Sports. Oh, God. Uh, legend. Well, yeah, that sounds miserable. Kudos to Bo for like admitting... You know, if you, if Dean Stracker calls him and is like, "Hey, why weren't you at the Frank Thomas thing?" and he's like, "Oh, it, it actually is because I've had the hiccups for a year." That's like, you know, I appreciate that vulnerability that Bo showed there. Yeah, I think everybody's yeah, gonna yeah. understand that. Yeah, Probably the most uh, endearing thing you could ever. Who would you know. want to interrupt Frank's you know ceremony with like repeated hiccups? Yeah, 
God, uh, TC, we have awful. we have one travel nugget. Why don't Why don't you share? Yeah. Or, or, Listen, I hate you guys. Know I hate to do this. But I know American Airlines. They keep fucking up. They can't. They can't stop fucking up. Uh, they lost a twenty six thousand dollar prosthetic leg. That a guy, uh, you know, checked in. His, I don't know why you're checking a twenty six thousand dollar prosthetic leg, but that's neither here nor there. Does, they didn't reimburse the guy. And then our buddy Zach Blair had an absolute debacle at Charlotte. I, I sent it to the guys on the text thread. Sally has yet to, yet to respond. They've been plying him with all sorts of you know shitty domestic upgrades on the way to, to and from Rochester this week. So he they've bought his silence with, with you know, regional upgrades. It's disgraceful. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. Thank you for that, TC. I, I I know you do hate. I know you do absolutely hate to do that. Uh, we're we're gonna do a quick segment here. We don't have to do reading, drinking, watching, listening, whatever. We don't have to hit each of those for all of us. But I would like everybody to just pick one from that group. And KVV, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you have something you you just want to plug that you've really enjoyed lately? I just started reading uh, Sea of Tranquility by Emily St. John Mandel, which uh, she wrote Station Eleven, which I think. Uh, Wait, is this popular... the one you talked about a couple weeks ago? No, it's a, it's it's in the okay. same vein, but that author okay. is yes, I mentioned her. Yeah, Sea of Tranquility, KBV. It's a good uh, one. Yeah, like liking it so far. Uh, just really like her as a writer, uh, elegant without being overly showy. Loved the show uh, during you know it was one of my favorite uh, watches. Uh, friend of the program, Timothy Simmons, uh, in that show. Uh, so. Kind of help. I was at the airport and I was like, you know what? I, I need to read here to kind of help decompress uh, just a, an actual book. I know, Big, that that speaks to your soul. Of like yes. getting away from the Kindle, getting away from the actual you know phone, just pages in your hand. Yep. Uh, that's that's going to be one of my themes for 2023 is is getting real pages back in my hands. So that's Amen. my recommendation. Wonderful. Uh, Mr. Poosh, do you have anything you'd like to Sure. Yeah, I have some real quick ones. I'm reading on your recommendation, reading Barbarian Days, which is oh, really same, nice. Yeah. I'm also, yeah, which is great. And I'm reading uh, Rick Rubin's book about creativity, which is like one of the weirdest books I've ever read. Um, just the way that it's laid out is very interesting. Um, watched Panic Room the other night. Awesome movie. <laughs> sure. Dave Fincher, and I, right? Yeah, yeah Under, Fincher. And so an underrated uh, Fincher. Yeah, very I've underrated. Really? Oh, yeah. it's definitely worth a rewatch. Um, very, very strong, top, taut movie. Um, and then I sent you guys this article, uh, The Last Gamble of Tokyo Joe. It's about a Japanese, a Japanese guy in, that infiltrated the Chicago Mafia. Definitely okay. a good read. Chicago Mag, check that one out. Lastly, um, a couple, another movie, Ruby Rack, uh, largely largely considered the greatest uh, American film or films of all time. It's the Godfather and Godfather part two. Um, just wanted to throw that out there for you guys. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're cooking something up on that. Front. I've, I've okay. never heard okay. that. Okay. Poosh, if you're a Rick Rubin guy, have you checked out his new podcast? Tetragrammaton? Yes. Oh no, I haven't listened to that one. I've listened to <laughs> okay. the one where he, the interview pod broken record. Oh, okay. Well, he's got another Is interview. Yeah, it's the one, you know, the Phil Jackson interview made uh, a little bit of a splash. Um, yeah, anyway, TC, what what do you have for us? Poosh really splashed the board there on us. Yeah, yeah, I was going to, you know, 
just gonna try to keep it keep it limited here. I do have one one update from a previous trap draw. Uh, Randy, I went to the bookstore this weekend. Just had a couple hours. Just I love wandering around the bookstore. I wandered into the Sister Jean book Ooh. with uh, <laughs> Seth with uh, Seth, Seth Davis. Seth Davis. Yeah, that's right. yeah. yeah. Uh, I picked it up. I tried to read like five pages of it. I, I just couldn't. So I know I, I, had, I had told the group that I was going to read. That's right. The You're going to do a book, book report. <laughs> I try. I, I legitimately. I picked it up. I'm like, all right. I need to, because like I take it very serious. Like once I start a book, I can't. Like we've talked about this. I can't put it down. Like I have to finish the book. Yeah. And so I was like, all right. Before I buy this, I, I got to make sure that like I can do this. And it was, it was awful. Couldn't. It was it. one of the most insufferable things I've ever I've ever read. Even the placket on the inset was just, it was awful do you think so, physically ill just talking about it yeah do you think seth uh, davis and sister jean should apologize i, I do i think do they you? should apologize i think the publisher should apologize like it's so stupid it's it's like the, the the whole premise of the book is like i don't even know what it's supposed to be about it's like what i've learned in my first hundred years it's you know I just, she's riding around on private jets Wearing, wearing expensive Jordans, you know, all the kids oh aren't, aren't even okay. paid. All right. Thank you, TC. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> thank you. stuff that I would, I would recommend. I wrote, I read a great article this morning on the enduring joy of Jose Lima oh. by Rustin Dodd and Jason Jenks. It was fantastic. Uh, Jose, I'm massive Lima time fan. Lima uh, time, baby. Just, it was a tour de force book larger than life or uh, article larger than life character and then uh i've been cooking a lot. i cooked a lot this weekend i, I bought a, a cookbook somebody that i've i've followed for a long time but it took the plunge with her cookbook molly baz it's called cook this book and uh it's outstanding i did a cabbage and uh lamb meatballs recipe this weekend and then um kind of like a spicy uh spicy grapefruit and burrata salad all sorts of good stuff in there. Highly recommend. Were you it. deep on the the Bon Appetit YouTube like during during COVID? I was and stuff? back in yeah, the day, and then yeah, she left, and you know it's kind of done her own thing. So yeah. great. I, uh, I I I honestly I I plugged last week. I said I was reading Empire of Pain, the whole history of the Sackler dynasty. It's mm. yeah. a very good, if infuriating book. Um, We'll plug that again. And then I was trying to think of like, what have I been watching? Honestly, I know this is so boring, but I fucking love Succession. Like, mm -hmm. I just look forward to it. And it's, I think, maybe like my favorite TV show ever. So I think we might need to do a quick react to the Succession final. Like, we yeah. need to have it. Like, we need to yeah. meet up that night. We'll see if Rory's available again. You know, we'll, uh, but I feel like that's going to be the, the buzz of the world. And if we, we can, but we can throw in our takes. Of it. Maybe the event of 2023. Maybe. Yeah. Why don't, why don't we just throw out our opinions as well? Um, <laughs> all right. Before we get NFL heavy, guys, I want to ask, who's your, who's your NBA Finals pick? I'll, I'll, I'll kick us off. My Nuggies begin tonight against the Lakers. I really do like the Nuggies. And as much as I would just find it awesome if Jimmy Butler and the Heat won, I think the Celtics are going to win. So I think we're looking at Nuggets, Celtics, and I hate to say this, but with the home court, my head is saying the Celtics win, let's call it, uh, in six. KBB? Uh, I, as I have 
somewhat shamefully admitted I'm a Lakers fan. Uh, really? I've been, yeah. Uh, I've, I did not see that coming. Yeah, Magic Johnson was my guy. for. That was truly my favorite athlete for when I was growing up. I So I've been sort of a little bit delighted by this run, did not see it coming, uh, like seeing LeBron. You know, I know you I, – I know TC, you say you respect his career. <laughs> Nobody really respects his career yeah. more than TC. I, I know you felt that the you know the Warriors kind of laid down. Uh, it wasn't a true victory, but uh, I still think I'm actually going to. Even all that said, I think the Nuggets are going to win that series, uh, and I think that actually they're going to beat the Celtics in the final. I think this is Joker's time to sort of uh, you know get a first title because uh, I think that uh, they're a better overall team. So. Would love that to happen. Poosh, who you got? Yeah, I think I agree with that. I think it's the Nuggets. It just seems like they have the deepest squad. They're kind of firing all on all cylinders. Um, I think in that you know the, that Warriors series, Lakers Warriors, it just felt like the Lakers, uh, you know, B B squad uh, really was the difference. Um, Reeves and uh, was it? Lonnie or Luke, or no, not uh, what's his name? Yeah, Lonnie, Lonnie Walker the fourth. Lonnie Walker, dude. That, that, that yeah, fourth they had quarter, big games. Had, yeah, that was amazing. Um, and Clay was non-existent. Pool was non-existent. It just felt like the you know the Warriors just didn't have that that second squad, which they usually had when they would bring when they sit Steph. They'd have that second team of guys that could run out and get momentum like going. Kaminga or yeah. Money. Young guys are pissed. They think they should be getting yeah. more time. Young guys are – its that's the disease of more, yes. right? Yeah. They want they want to be in the, the lineup more. Poosh, Randy, we, I think I'm with you. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, Mr. Poosh, we are sorry for your Warriors loss, but your Lakers and your Celtics are still alive. So it, it's still And my Nuggets. Yeah. Can, we, can we just have a moment of silence for the disgrace that was the Suns? Like what, a, uh, what an absolute – like you get your absolute ass kicked – in Game Seven last year, and you add Kevin Durant, and you fucking just lay down again in the series. Eight oh, it's a pathetic. problem. Yeah. It's a problem. I, I, I'm I'm very keen to see what the Suns do, free agents, or in, just in the off season. Very keen to see what the Warriors do as well. Like, do you try to package pool and you know one or two other guys and try to make a swing for you know somebody on like Toronto or or something like that, or do you? It seems like they're going to try to keep the core together for another year, right? I think yeah, so. They got I, to. They're paying him so much. They're gonna have to. Uh, Draymond's the big question mark, though. Yeah, pool stinks. I'm so Ooh, disappointed yeah. in him. Um, KV, I think we can add the Sixers out of that list. Like yeah. James Harden going away in a big oh. game. Uh, just that franchise has a. I don't know, man. Daryl Morey. I, I feel like he's borrowing on some reputation that's not quite. Up to par and bead, tough look winning the MVP, and then and I know he was dealing with injury. Anyway, TC is always final injury though. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's yeah. There's nothing more satisfying than watching Chris Paul and Kevin or in uh, James Harden. Like you know, Chris Paul is like one of the worst people in sports, and then James Harden is just <laughs> you know, just like James Harden like represents everything I loathe about sports. Like I just can't stand his game at all. So like watching him. Just meltdown is fantastic. Uh, it's tough. I got three three out of the four teams are, you know, I got my Heat, my Celtics, uh, my Nuggies. I think ultimately it's going to be the Celtics. Celtics time, Brown and Brown and Tatum showed something, especially Tatum there, uh, you know, game seven. Mm-hmm. I think uh, big Marcus Smart guy. Um, Missoula's kind of made the 
made the right moves there down the stretch. I know he's kind of come under fire, but I think it's the Celtics' time. It's kind of shit or get off the pot time for them. Heat don't have enough depth. Uh, the Nugs, I think, probably need a, just a tad more seasoning. Um, you know, they kind of had the little bonus with uh, Jamal Murray there. Bottom line is, as long as the Lakers don't win, I'm happy. If they do, though, we respect LeBron's career. We'll take it. To no, the because level. he's probably on like all the HGH and like every every performance enhancing substance ever. Allegedly, and so. that co- the COVID the COVID title doesn't that doesn't count. Wow. It doesn't count. Wow. Wow. I mean, somebody had to win it. Is it should it just be a non like no con, no contende? <laughs> no no Definitely title awarded that year. It's, it's an asterisk for sure. I mean, it has to be. Okay. It's like when they don't award the Pulitzer some years because they feel like there's no no piece of literature that lives up to yes. the, the Pulitzer yeah. brand. It's like they the Eddie abstained, the surf yeah. competition. You yeah. know? Some some years the waves just aren't proper for it. Okay. Nice. I think golf should do that with majors sometimes. <laughs> If the wind's not blowing, right, guys? Yeah, we're, just we're, yeah. St. George's. We're gonna call like, it off. Colin, this wasn't like you won a tournament, but it wasn't the Open Championship. Yeah, so yeah. it counts as like a regular, no exemptions, no major trophy, just to you know get some Woodland money. Woodland at Pebble it. Beach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can still, you can still get all the exemptions and all the all the stuff that comes along with it. You just can't call yourself an Open Champion. Okay, that's too much golf talk for. This, uh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you, thank you. Uh, French. Can we o- talk Jaw? Oh yeah, oh, for yeah. Jaw. Sorry. Uh, I I don't know. You, this is fraught. You guys, go ahead, go ahead. Guy really likes to wave guns around and dance the young boy. Like I I don't know what to tell you. Like it's it's an addiction at this point. That's what he he's, he loves. Let me let me ask you this. What where do you think the breakdown is? If if you were to assign like percentages between just him trying to keep an image, him just being kind of young and dumb him low-key subconsciously is this a cry for help like what, what do you ultimately attribute this to i know that's a impossible question but i'm curious your opinion i think he, he's trying to keep an image trying to like you know like what do you other why would you otherwise broadcast it on instagram live right like just do your yeah. shit whatever like enjoy it amongst your friends if you feel like waving a gun around is an important part of that your enjoyment of that stuff then well, be it, but why are you broadcasting it to the world? Like, I, it's such a stupid sort of, you know, cry for attention in that sense. I think it's very much like, oh, I'm, I'm keeping it real situation. So it's totally like when keeping it real goes wrong. It is for to, to the tune of two hundred million dollars. That's what it's, I. That's what I can't yeah. figure out. I can't figure out, and that's what leads me to maybe like, is this? some type of cry for help is this like a release from like all the pressure that comes with being the face of a franchise being the face of nike basketball i i don't know but it i i think it's more interesting than just oh he's he's dumb he's like how could you ever do this i don't think he's dumb at all that's that's what's so fascinating about it right like he's such a like he's such an interesting you know exuberant colorful guy and i think you know, it's and he's and now he's getting clowned on by actual gang members. Yeah, that's Is tough. Who yeah, it's that. like he, they're like, oh, like he's not about this life. Like he's he, you know, and you know, like like get him a super soaker or something if he wants to <laughs> flash that stuff up there. I think he should you know? lean fully into the culture wars. Like I think he should like be asking the NRA and this and is his, my Second Amendment. His right. his senator Marsha Blackburn should be defending his right to 
to wave a pistol around uh, that, you know, he should just yeah. go all in and then have, I mean, already he's got a, that dipshit who used to work for uh, ESPN who, who Bomani used to put in a bag. What's his name? Will um, Kane. Will Kane. Yeah. Uh, just, you know, defending him in that sense. Uh, I'm sure Whitlock is, is up next to defend him uh, for being a dumbass. Well, that doesn't seem like a Whitlock play. Uh, that much seems like uh Willock would blame it on somebody else. They but, should just, uh, you know, when they when they do NBA games and they show they show the players like walking in and they're in their their clothes. He should just come in with like like an AK forty seven or something and just like walk down the tunnel, <laughs> I, just to I, see what he could get away with. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, how how long is he going to get suspended for? I think it's well, undetermined uh, at this point. Like, I, I'm not sure. I mean. You, it's like you can't stack discount codes, but maybe you can stack suspensions uh, in this sense. So he's already been suspended once for that this uh, thing. So, yeah, I don't know. it's going to be really it's, interesting. It's uh, the other only sports thing I wanted to mention: French Open starts Monday, May twenty second. Very much looking forward to it. Uh, I I just want to see Alca- Alcaraz versus. Y- Djokovic, uh, sprinkling a little Nadal. Super excited for this one. You guys, you guys down with Alcaraz? Have you watched much of him yeah, play? Yeah, I, I actually watched him live, Randy, at the U.S. Open a few years ago. I was kind of curious about your opinion. If if you feel like he has the sort of skill to be an all time great, like he's obviously extremely fucking talented. Uh, does he have the sort of long term drive? Like, what's your what's your take there? I texted our common buddy, uh, shout out Nick Kelly, who's a huge tennis guy. During last year's U.S. Open, I was like, I don't see how this guy doesn't win 15 majors. He he just he he moved his 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 physical presence on a tennis court. I I I, I don't think I was paying enough attention when the doll was really breaking in as a teenager, early 20 something kid. So I. I I'm not smart enough to know like how it compares exactly to Nadal, but in the last 15 years, it's like holy shit! I haven't seen anybody like him. He, he is just powerful. He is super athletic. It, it's extraordinary to watch. I'm. I, he plays I, bigger than yeah. any scene. Like he's only six foot. And he, he plays like he's six two or six three. Like I still think Nadal hit a little bit of a heavier ball, but. Uh... You know that nobody hit as fucking heavy as a ball as Nadal in his prime. True, so. true. I think it's all he's about also the only body. Twenty too. Yeah. Right. Like he's. You know. If if the body holds up for him, um, there's no way. The he French doesn't. is a blind spot for me a little bit. Like it kind of always sneaks up, like the clay court season and mm-hmm. all that. Uh, speaking of which, Randy, are you are you making any plans to get up to Lushing? No. Open? Yeah, we keep talking about it. I'd like to make it happen. Haven't haven't gotten the ball rolling on that front quite yet, but would love to go to the U.S. Open. Have you ever been, Randy? No. Uh-uh. I've been twice. It's really fun. There's nothing yeah. like a night match there. It's just so much fun. If, in fact, if you want to meet up there, I'll, I'll meet up with you uh, for that. That'd be lovely. Yeah, that sounds amazing. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's get into some NFL talk. Before we do, I have one more sponsor to thank, and that is Whoop. This episode is brought to you by Whoop, the official fitness wearable of the PGA Tour. Whoop is a wearable health and fitness coach that specializes in tracking and improving your recovery, sleep, and activity. So whether you're hoping to sleep better, exercise more, reduce stress, or you know lower your golf handicap. Daily insights from Whoop are tailored to help you meet that goal. 
87% of Whoop members say they feel healthier with Whoop. Uh, it's something, you know, we've been wearing for a few years now. And again, it's just, it's my daily check-in. How did I sleep? Not great last night. Was out having a couple drinks after the Reds game here in Denver. So um, didn't get a good sleep score this morning. So we're going to try to fix that uh, this week before the uh, the big weekend golf action. But with everything from personalized recommendations to sleep coaching, Whoop uses data to provide you with the steps you need to take and maintain positive routines and build healthier habits. Go to whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, and use code TRAPDRAW, all one word, TRAPDRAW, to save 10% off your order. We thank Whoop for being a sponsor. All right, guys. Uh, I think we start with draft reaction. Um, who would we? Who, who do you think? Let's start here. Anybody can take this question. What was your favorite uh, pick of this draft in terms of fit with the team? You know where they got him in the draft. You can go any direction you want. What was your favorite pick? I would say the most obvious would be Jalen Carter. You know, going to the Eagles. I think that was a He's probably probably the best player in the draft, uh, just from a upside potential production size. Guy's massive, uh, and a position in need. You know they lose Hargrave to the Niners, and they need to refill the interior the interior line. They they get Jalen Carter at nine. That's are, are we concerned? I mean, are, that, are we concerned about his off off field stuff at all? I mean, seems like he's, he's not a bad kid. He just seems like immature and just makes dumb decisions. Well, you stick him in a room with like four other dudes that he went to college with. I think that's you know, and keep him in check. It's like, yeah, Davis is there, and and all the other. There's a bunch of guys from from Georgia, so it's like, you know, and then they have the you know, the Fletcher Coxes and guys that are these you know vets that can kind of keep them in line. I think that's. It's a pretty good Seems locker like room good, to yeah to be sort of thrust into, and they're not uh, they're not. There's a lot of good vets in the, in the locker. I mean, Lane and you know, I mean, it's just like you Kelsey. get a, yeah Kelsey. Like you got all the older offensive line guys who are basically going to base you know who are the team leaders in a lot of ways. And, uh, and it, uh, I, I like that pick too, but I'm actually going to go one uh, same team. I like Nolan a lot. Uh, I, I think you know he, Nolan Smith is a great linebacker. At Georgia, love the way that he, you know, is is just a absolute monster uh, in terms of setting the edge and reading, you know, uh, reading different blocking patterns and, and shooting gaps, and can also drop back in coverage. Like, I think the, the Eagles had my pick as having the best draft, uh, just in terms of value and and adding to what they already had. Uh, and I I don't think this is my Howie bias uh, creeping in because last time we met, I had just sort of. Drop that Howie story uh, for my last thing for ESPN, but um, I, I just thought the Eagles had a great draft, and I at thirty like Nolan Smith is like a great value for that pick. Mm-hmm. I thought for sure Poosh was going to say the Niners taking Jair Brown at, at number eighty-seven overall. Oh, I thought, I thought it might be Jake say, Moody. I was going to say actually say yeah, Moody is my my best pick of the draft <laughs> at ninety-nine. A lot of uh, people gave the the Niners bad grades, Poosh, for the draft. I mean, I. I was a little bit wondering how you were, uh, if you were going to defend this, you know, especially since you have to evaluate Trey Lance as part of the draft. You know, this hasn't worked out so draft, well. Draft grade, draft grades are like are like a second asshole KVV. Um, 
I actually played with a guy in college who had a second asshole. I don't want to go into that, but I did. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. Oh, was, yeah. I like, could he, like, choose which, which one everything uh, yeah, was going to Yeah, can you go into it of? just a little bit? Uh, he, it was sort of like a uh, – this is – I can't believe I'm talking about this, but I was the one who brought it up. So, yeah. <laughs> he traits, man. He bragged about how he had two assholes. I, I don't know if it was, like, there was some sort of, like, other – you know, like dimple situation there or uh, like, uh, please don't post this on social. But uh, Yeah, he was, everyone sort of was like, hey, I'm not going to use his name, but tell us, you know, show off your two assholes. And he would like, you know, run around. There's some disgusting shit that happened in college football locker rooms. I would say this for sure. But he was, he definitely like, uh, he, he played up the fact that he allegedly had two assholes. So he, he wasn't hiding from it. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. It's uh I don't know. I can effort to make an outreach to him, see if he come and talk about it. But uh, we were not close. <laughs> I'll tell you what pick I loved. Uh, it was actually the, the Seahawks' second pick, second first rounder. I thought getting Jackson Smith and Jigba at twenty yeah. was like that could be the steal of the draft, especially because there was a big run of receivers afterwards. Like I really like that Zay Flowers kid from Boston College. I mm. think he's just like a Mm-hmm. really good football player. Um, but I, I, I think Smith and Jigba with like putting him in with Lockett and DK Metcalf, it's both functional now, but it also guards against, you know, if they don't want to pay DK, gives them some depth there, helps them out with, with uh, you know, Gino. It's Maybe you can help I, believe in my guy Gino after, you know, if he's, you know, it'll yeah. – since you guys well, it's, and it's kind of a low risk thing for them with Gino, right? There, it's kind of like a, you know, hey, if if you play well this year, you're you're going to cash in a little bit more in year two of this deal. But uh, it's just crazy to see what the Seahawks have done. It sounds like that kid they got from from uh, Illinois, really good corner. Uh, they Witherspoon. You know, yeah. yeah, just you know, kind of one of those I didn't things. like that like pick they, though. No, I, I like I, I didn't love that pick, but then like everything I didn't love about that pick just totally like if you flip flop those picks we'd be lauding them, right? Like if they got Smith yeah. and Jigba at five and then they got Weatherspoon at 20, it'd be like, all right, you know? So it's kind of like, hey, well, it is what it is. They, they got great stuff. They could have gone Jalen Carter at five and or... That's what I thought they the, were going to do. Or yeah. the, the Texas Tech edge guy. They could have gone edge. I felt like they needed that more than they needed a cor- another corner, but... Um, and then they're going all in on running the ball too, because they got the running back, the kid from that's the UCLA. Guy. Yeah, that's the guy well. I really like. Just say, big. What's your who? Who did you like in the first round? What's your pick that you? Were well, this wasn't even first round, but okay. I the the guy I was, I mean, hoping would land in Cincinnati. Uh, the Lions ended up grabbing him early second. Was Sam Laporta, the tight end from Iowa? I I really like. I feel like good history with Iowa tight ends i don't know I, I i think he adds a dimension to their offense they the the lions kind of did a draft that i would do in fantasy football just you know taking some sexy picks and you know mining some value later mm-hmm. uh i have no idea if if when it actually comes to bear if if the laporta pick will be you know all that good but he was a guy i really liked just reading about the tight end class uh, pre-draft and was hoping he might slide to Cincinnati, but obviously did not. I was going to say, I like the, on that tight end note, I did like the bills jumping in front of Dallas and taking Kincaid, who I think 
I think they desperately needed that. Like Josh Allen really needed that. Outlet they need a second. Like yeah, they need a second. Yeah, that wasn't Diggs. Yeah, yeah. Like the third, their third down, a third down option or short yardage option. Some guy that you know, he's a he's a weapon. You know, he's not big. He's not like a blocking tight end. You know, he's not a, but he's a weapon. Like he can mm-hmm. line him up all over the formation and he can just win. So I think that's they needed a guy like that outside of Diggs. A lot of tight ends. A lot of tight ends this year. Like, I mean, shit, yeah. the Packers got two of them. I'm also always blown away at the at Iowa, how they can just keep churning out great tight ends, great edge rushers, and just be the most mediocre program of all time. I know. It's, it's Kirk Ferentz, man. Never <laughs> never ceases to amaze. Some are saying he should just basically be an offensive line coach. Like, good at that stuff. Good at <laughs> teaching guys to block. Uh-huh. Uh, not much uh-huh. else. Well, then what, what was your favorite draft overall? Did, did you have a team that you thought um, just nailed their draft? I, I'll I'll offer up the first one. I uh, hurts me a little bit to say this, but I, I just love kind of what the Ravens have been able to do. I, I thought their draft. I, I feel like they draft well every year, and maybe that's just perception. But um, so I will qualify this because I, I okay. feel like I'm a decent expert. My pick that I actually am was concerned about is is a flowers kid not because he can't play but because no one has a worse history of yeah, busted right. first round receivers than the ravens they have been able to draft pretty well or as well as anybody especially edge guys you know get some good running backs uh you know obviously like good quarterbacks good value for the, the two quarterbacks they've picked in the last you know post uh, kyle bowler era but they let me. I want to read some of the list of wide receivers that the Ravens have drafted over the years. Uh, so Travis Taylor, they picked at number ten in the two thousand uh, draft, and he was Woo. terrible. Yeah. Uh, Mark Clayton, they picked at twenty two. Uh, Mark Clayton was terrible. I know at, at, at Oklahoma, <laughs> terrible. Even though. Like he he was running like predetermined routes and just yes. bad shit. So truly, truly bad. Uh, Rashard Perryman, uh, bad, <laughs> very bad. Oh. Uh, you know, never even really. I think he had like three catches in the years. Okay, Bateman. The jury is still out, but like, eh, nothing great. Health is a skill. Yeah, Torrey Smith, yeah. probably the best wide receiver that they drafted. They drafted him in the second round, uh, and was certainly like a very good value. Never was like an elite receiver. I don't think ever made a Pro Bowl, but was like a very like a solid starter who could you know run a deep route and get you know pass interference penalties. Uh, you know, pretty. Yeah. But like. They they burned a third round pick on Devar Darling. Terrible. Never anything uh, good. Brandon Stokely was like one of their better receivers, but like you guys probably don't remember anything about Brandon Stokely. Like oh, just no, I remember Stokely. He was uh, yeah he he, he, he was more Stokely career. with the Broncos. Yeah, and then the or, Colts I think right yeah, the Colts, Colts yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah. But just just a long history of just bust after bust after bust, and so I'm I'm feeling for Zay Flowers. Because he, you know, he's not big, so he's going to have to have sort of a, like a Beckham kind of career where, you know, you're catching balls underneath. And that's not exactly where Lamar excels, uh, throwing those intermediate kind of routes where you're having to read, you know, two guys and thread a needle. And so I'm, uh, you know, I'm hopeful that they'll figure out, you know, that there's no more excuses for Lamar. We can get into this in a sec, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm a little bit over the whole like Lamar just needs weapons argument because – Lamar has a lot of weapons now. He's got one of the best tight ends in football. You know, if Beckham is healthy at all, he should be good. Bateman's, you know, has been talked about being good if he could finally stay healthy. Now you got Flowers, who they say is like plug it in as an automatic starter. You know, you're going to have the 
the running back, the kid from Ohio State, whose name is I'm blanking on for a sec, uh, is should be fully healthy and great again. I mean, all of this like there's no more talk of Lamar. It doesn't have the weapons to do it. He's got it's. This is the time to do it. You got the contract. You got to stay healthy and you got to play well. And if you're going to throw for, as Tron said recently, like you haven't thrown for three thousand yards except for one time. I'm going to need you to figure that out. <laughs> throw for four thousand yards before you throw for six thousand yards. So yeah, I, I do Hollywood, think though Hollywood Brown out of that. That's, that's right. I did leave Hollywood, Hollywood Brown, Brown out of the sucks. discussion. Yeah. Terrible. Another another like first round pick. Where I mean, at least they got a first round pick back for him when they moved on to the Cardinals dog, dog shit organization. Like that, that was a, a steal for the GM for you know DaCosta for basically like getting some value back of a pick that you that honestly was just he was able to run one go route and that's it. So Ravens have a long and tortured history of bad wide receivers. I think so. Sticking up for Zay, I think the one thing that kind of draws me to him versus some of these other guys that they've drafted is it seems like they've they've kind of had a big emphasis on measurables and speed okay especially with like the Rashad Perryman Mark Clayton that sort of thing and like smaller dudes and Zay's Zay's tiny like he's not a big guy right but it seems like he's a football player and it's like he's a weapon you get the ball in his hands and I got more confidence in them now having like a real offensive coordinator and all that, where I think there's, it seems like they, instead of trying to get an athlete that they can teach how to play receiver, they've got somebody that like, they can line them up at receiver. He knows how to play receiver. They can line them up in, in the slot. They can line them outside. They can line them up all over the formation. And he's going to, he's going to like, he knows how to play football versus like just straight line speed. And we'll teach him the rest. I do like that. He's, right? he, I watched, you know, a lot of his, I didn't watch a lot of his games, but I watched a lot of his highlight stuff and he seems intense. Like he seems like an absolute like yeah. fight for the ball kind of guy dog. And I think a lot of the receivers that they had drafted, they were sort of timid dudes who were like, mm-hmm. you know, just weren't like throw me the effing ball, man. Like, so yeah. Yeah. It just felt like they, they drafted kind of one note receivers, like straight line speed exactly. guys that try to go over the top and like with Perryman and, I think drafting receivers is really hard. Uh, And so like everybody kind of F's it up, but Ravens have taken a lot of swings. They're like a, a hitter who's like hitting 185, Randy. And like, they keep telling me that, you know, this guy is a good hitter, but the the results don't really show it. (laughs) It's like drafting like baseball players who like they project for power, but the power is not there yet. And the power just like never comes. And it's like, whereas like raise the floor up with getting some measurables, at least if you're not, drafting dogs like then then draft like go the chargers route and draft dudes that are six three and six four i i was gonna say i i think i'm just i've been biased because the the Bengals freaking hit home runs at wide receiver it seems like and so do the steelers and and, and the perception is like oh yeah like why doesn't everybody just draft like a good wide receiver it seems it seems really easy well that's what honestly in the same division that's the thing like the steelers are really good at it too and so you keep getting like the comparison of it of the Ravens are good at drafting edge guys who can they you know can develop into players, but they're not good at developing offensive guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Randy, what was your favorite draft? Well, no, I I let off. I I I oh. plugged Baltimore. Oh, and you said Ravens. I, okay. I'll also plug Pittsburgh. I I mean I hate yeah. kind of plugging yeah. two rivals, but I just feel like those Wisconsin defensive guys. This, like I could just see one of them being like T.J. Watt 2.0, like. You know they're gonna find some dogs in there. It, it's just super annoying, but I really like. like I'm sure the, the Georgia did. kid they got is like gonna be a 
10-year starter, (laughs) Darnell Washington, like the the, uh, Georgia lineman they got, Joey Porter Jr. at 32, like, you know, maybe not the most high upside guy, but yeah, and then like Darnell Washington, like in the, you know, at 93, it's like, all right. They just got bit. Yeah. Sorry, they just just draft like so well for their – the whole, yeah. you know, their org, there's, there's the their culture, whole, yeah, the culture, the fit, everything just seems like spot on. There's these big, massive, physical dudes, and they're gonna that's are in the middle of the middle of the the field. That that's what the, the Sealers do, and then, you know, you show up in Pittsburgh, and they come out there with those uniforms on, and they're just <laughs> yeah. they get off the bus real well. You know what I mean? You get off, and yeah. you're like, holy shit, these are some big dudes, yeah, and they play. Yeah, the, I I think that had. The strongest draft for just the overall scheme. Not a sexy draft, but like probably yeah, will improve their team the most. Yeah. Uh yeah, I think I said the Eagles, I thought were sort of my okay. pick. Uh, but I can transition us into the worst draft. I thought the Cowboys draft was just kind of lame. I mean, like they, they that kid who they basically was like a run stopper, uh, Malik, I think was the first name, I can't remember that. But that they it was their first round pick. Like he had like one sack. I mean, I know he's like a you know, a run stuffer guy, but like you gotta be able to put more pressure on the QB as a college, like a dominant college lineman than that. Like I, to me, uh, you know, they get, they were one of the ones to reach for the tight ends to, I just thought, I think the Cowboys are just kind of totally rudderless at this point. I don't know what they're doing. I think McCarthy's like very potential to be the first coach fired if they get off to a, you know, mm. four and four start or something. And uh, I just, I'm, I'm down on Cowboys. I'm selling all my Cowboys stock. Hell yeah. I oh. think, I think, I honestly think that they were were planning on taking Kincaid right there, and when they got jumped, they had the scramble, and they probably were looking to move back and no takers, and they just had to take whoever was on their board next. It, and it it's was that uh, stuffer. is it Mazzy M A Z I Smith? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, yeah, because I mean he's like an interesting, like you know, athlete, but he's yeah, no production, no pass rush ability. It's mm-hmm. like if you're going to take an interior lineman yes. that early in the draft, like he's got to be able to get after the quarterback a little bit. I mean, if that's a need, uh, like you maybe could have jumped up and grabbed Carter, you know, if you're saying like, Hey, Cowboys have never carried about character issues. So like they should have decided, yeah. all right, let's go for this. If we really, if interior lineman is our need. Yeah. You got to wonder go back. though, uh, sorry, if the Eagles would have even been willing to, to trade out of that spot yeah. to a, to a division. Yeah. TC, what, what do you got? So, so KVV, you were saying Eagles were your favorite, pick but also your favorite overall yeah I like nolan smith Correct is my it. favorite okay. value and, and eagles okay. i think had the strongest gotcha. draft overall okay uh going back to my favorite draft i didn't, I didn't say this i think weirdly i love uh i love what the cardinals did trading out of that spot like they could have the top two picks next year yeah. conceivably mm-hmm. yeah that's like and you know like they got a they got number six overall they got that ohio state kid who probably going to be a you know, eight to 10 year starter at lineman, like mm-hmm. that's money in the bank there. And then take a couple swings on an edge or a corner. I like the kid they got from Stanford, the wide receiver. And then it's like, you know, I like the Clayton tune kid they got from Houston as well. It's just like a flyer that, you know, like they're going to, they're going to suck this year and they're going to have like I, the number one pick and maybe the number two pick. And then plus a bunch of other great stuff to rebuild that roster. I like hope. Right. So what? What about next year? Franchise. Yeah. If they do have the top two picks, do they take Caleb Williams? Mm. And then, you know, Kyler Kyler's on the books for fifty-two million dollars this year. <laughs> it's insane. 
But if they're going to suck, like they might as well just bite it. But he's still know? tied up though, right? He's yeah. I mean, they're going to have to they'd have to trade him or or they would, sit they would have to trade him. Yeah. But, you know, it's kind of like If he has I, a like, terrible year this year though, like I they you could be in like a, you know, a Carson Wentz situation where you're just like, yeah, we got to we got to bail on Well, this they've already done it once. I mean, they they took your boy the globalist and they stuck Kyler in behind them. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. They're like the, the the organization of just replacing, you know, top, you know, three draft picks with with more I, picks. I don't know a ton about Caleb Williams. Like I I watched a couple games this year. I'm I'm super keen to watch his uh this coming season. If he's if he's as good though as people are saying he is, I don't even I, like take Caleb Williams. Like figure out yeah. how to get rid of Kyler because I don't think Kyler's the answer long term at quarterback. And go get Mar- your boy Marvin Harrison, cool. Junior. Two point two point oh. Yeah. Two point oh. Yeah. The other team that I just I hate saying this because I I think they're very poorly run and like I normally hate what they're doing, but I thought the Raiders had a really good draft. I think that Tyree Wilson guy is like probably underrated for what he is. He's just like a fucking dog that like he just lines up on the edge and comes hard. And then you got Michael Mayer. I thought he was a good fit for what they want to do mm-hmm. there. Like I don't necessarily like what they're building, but I don't know. I thought they had a good good draft. A big year for Jimmy G. I love the idea that Brady wants to buy into that ownership and just continue to haunt Jimmy G. Just like lurk yeah. over his shoulder, <laughs> like you know. He's Brady's newly single now, so he could probably like steal your girl if it did Jimmy G too. Like uh, you know, <laughs> just chase him around for the rest of his life. <laughs> TC, what was your least favorite overall draft? Oh, that's a good question. I I can't get down with the Panthers. I just think I think Bryce Young. He's too nebbish. He's too fucking little, man. I like the Mingo kid they took from from Ole Miss. Um, but they gave up a ton of value to get there. I didn't like that one at all. I can't figure out what the Falcons are doing. Like really, like the entire the are entire NFC South. It's just like like what what's the entire division doing? I'm starting no to idea. think I'm starting to think teams are low key wanting to tank for Williams, maybe. But that's the thing. I don't think the Falcons are going to be bad. Like they're just going to be like low ceiling, good offensive line, run the hell out. Like I like Bijan. I don't have a problem with the pick. It's just a matter of like, you know, the value and everything. When you've already got Cordero, you've got uh, Algier, you've got, you know, Drake London, Kyle Pitts. Like who's going to rush the passer? The, the, the Like the defense is going to be terrible again. Uh, I don't know. And then like, I guess the division's bad and you're just saying, all right, we're going to, we're going to lay it on people and run the hell out of the ball. But normally you have to have a good defense to match up with that. I kind of like the money ball theory of like running backs are now undervalued though. And like, all right, let's, yeah. uh, let's roll with like the, this kid who could be like a generational running back. I think if he's, he's not like, a generational running back though. It's you, you got a big problem. <laughs> yes, it's, probably, it's, a, it's a big gamble, but also yeah. you don't have to pay. I think they're the easiest like, to hit though. That's right? true. I think running backs are the easiest to identify. Like is if they're just, yeah, a beast. They're usually a beast, you know. And and he's a cult. I guess he's like a culture changer kind of guy. Like he's really solid, you know, leader type. So I think that's what they're banking on. But you know, the comps are like Ladanian Tomlinson, and it's like, oh, if he's Ladanian, then you know, you can't really hate on the pick. But <laughs> no, I feel like you got to take Ladanian. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, let's transition then, TC, with your Bryce Young. I, I think we got to stake some positions on these quarterbacks. Would uh, I, who who here loves Bryce Young? Would he have been your one one pick? Who would have been my? I, okay, go ahead. I, yeah, I was just gonna say I think he's the best. I think he was the best quarterback in the draft. Um, I mean, just obviously, yeah, he's tiny. Like, you know, he'd be the smallest guy in this in this on this podcast. But he's, uh, I think that what he does well is what, you know, I think people are starting identifying as what you kind of want to look for in a quarterback, which is his processing speed and accuracy. Those are like the two things that he does well. Like he, he really gets the ball out on time. He's accurate. Seems like he's pretty clutch. Like, you know, he's not, doesn't shrink in the big moment. Those are the things that you kind of want. But yeah, like if he takes a shot, he's going to get blown into smithereens. I like Young too, actually. I like him better than Stroud. I would not have picked Stroud or Richardson above him. I think your hope is that he's a breeze type, right? That he can get the ball out quick, right. that he can not, you know, get hit that much. Yeah, I mean, if you've read some of the stuff that like has been written about him, like this is a kid who's been bred to be a quarterback since he was like seven years old. Like his father spent like a hundred thousand dollars, you know, over the course of his, you know, upbringing teaching him how to play quarterback, how to the personal quarterbacks coach. Like he's like got a Peyton Manning sort of pedigree in terms of like studying the game and every single nuance. And as long as it isn't like a freak out burnout type, uh, I think he's the most prepared to play well. Uh, I w- I'm down on the Richardson pick. I think it's going to be a, a big mess. And I think the Colts are not the right organization to do it. And if, and Stroud honestly just didn't show me enough. Plus he's playing with the most stacked you know, lineup in college football, essentially. Uh, so I, I just was like, never really, I mean, if you had literally the best wide receiver to come along in 10, 15 years, like why weren't you like that much better in this round? So I, I would have landed on young. I would, it would have been a little bit of a reluctant pick, but I'll roll with it for five years and say like, all right, your rookie contract is going to be totally manageable. And we have five years to compete. If we're good in year two, three, then great. We're in good shape. It's hard to argue with that. I, I think, and I, I've said this before, I, I hate saying this, but of all the recent Ohio State quarterbacks, I actually like C.J. Stroud, just eye test the most of, of guys I've seen. So, I, I, but yeah, KVV, you're exactly right. I mean, he's playing in front of NFL offensive linemen. He's got high, high caliber wide receivers. It's, it's a stacked offense, and I know Alabama's got weapons as well. Um I just get a little I, I guess the the opposite of like the groomed your whole life to play quarterback and I, I don't know. I feel like we've seen guys though that don't make it mm-hmm. and, and kind of wash out. I don't know. I the the the, the size, the height, the it, it's a big gamble. There, there hasn't been last year, this year, there really hasn't been a quarterback where I've been like, dude, no brainer. That's a guy right there, and I don't know if it's just we're we're seeing the evolution of the position, and I'm not reacting fast enough to that. It's it's really interesting times. That's where I feel like there's a little bit of Mister Unlimited in him too. Like he seems almost too polished in some ways. Like is he gonna be corny and let his guard down and like let his teammates in, or is he gonna be you know kind of the the prototype? Hey, I'm you know. I'm the franchise here. Like he seems like a really humble, nice kid, but it's like you got to be real yeah. too. I will say though, like uh, Mr. Unlimited worked out for a good number of years in Seattle before it suddenly it was a 
totally. train wreck. So if you get if that's the what you get out of him, and he's like too polished for it's it's going to take a while for it to wear on people. The thing with Seattle is that it just took, once you hit year seven or whatever, it was like nobody wanted to hear that corny shit anymore. But it also seems like Mister Unlimited with like less mobility mm-hmm. and a little bit like less thick too. Yeah, but he might right? he might be a better he might be a better thrower you know thrower and yeah. a better operator of it's got a high release and, yeah like russ is like i think people you know what russ did is he throws a great deep ball and then you could extend the play obviously and make things happen great scrambler all that kind of stuff but he really sucked at throwing the ball underneath and getting you know in the middle of the field and keeping the offense in rhythm he just wasn't good at it and i think you're seeing that a lot in denver now it's Mm-hmm. Like without the just toss it up in the air and let the guy go get it. How about Denver really drafting a, a wide receiver with their first pick with this the sixty third pick? There's like a fucking log jam out there now. They don't know. What, yeah, they crazy. don't know what they're doing. Yeah. They're lost. I mean, <laughs> Peyton's taking bong rips in dorm rooms. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Did that, was that sick? That did that never caught on anywhere, did it? I, not really. And Sean Payton, not yeah. not Peyton Manning. Everyone's uh, parents are doing bong rips in Denver now. You know, guys, it's legal. Yeah, actually, yeah. I think I, I, I think Randy's parents are coming out next week <laughs> to Denver. Yeah, my mom told me that's top of the list. She, yeah. she'd like to do some bong rips out here. So, you know what? I will, uh, I will go to bat for Anthony Richardson. Okay, I think he. Uh, I'm bullish. I, I watched him a lot this year. I never once thought he was a first round pick, but after after listening to you guys blather on about about Jalen Hurts and then watching yeah. the system that was in place with the Eagles and knowing that they've got Jonathan Taylor back there. They've got some big wide receivers like Michael Pittman. And wow. you know, I'm sure they'll sprinkle some other guys in. I think that the Colts, I don't know. I just think there's something there. I think it's like you got you to gotta cash in these lottery tickets and they got them at number four. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And like they're not going to be like, – they were already fucked anyway. It's like so you might as well just. I, I hope they're patient with him. Hate to see yeah, you of, have, of all people go against the eye test, a, TC. But this is a he lot. Seems like a really lot, good kid and like loves kid. ball. Yeah, who's got this? This is this some interesting statement. takes from you guys. This is some interesting takes coming from guys that are that hate on Justin Fields though, who well, went he's, he's went so later old. in the draft and, you know, you're like, oh, let's be patient with him. Let's give him a chance. He's never had. Weapons like they, they they have there. Oh, we're gonna get back to the weapons thing. Okay. Listen, this is the year, right? This is the year for. Fields. How about the Bears? So, the Bears the Bears didn't draft any weapons. They they drafted some protection, but no more weapons. I know they've I like got what they a, did, a first I like now what they from did. Pan, the Panthers with uh, DJ Moore. But like, are like any excuses for Fields if he if he doesn't no, fall I think, out? It's, no, I think it's they just have, massive mistakes over and over and over again for him. Just needs to show progress this year. I think. I think that I think that's yeah that's what it is is this year it's like can he can he operate I think the big the, the biggest thing with Ohio State quarterbacks is like you said it feels like a predetermined read every single time and most of the time they just have better athletes so it works and if you have Marvin Harrison or you have like you know Two whoever it is you just throw it up throw it up in the air the guy's going to win you know or he's going to be really open half the time and so I think that was the biggest change was, okay, can you operate in time? Can you make the correct read? You know, he's looking, he's not doing that for the most part in the first couple of years, but he's making enough splash plays and 
like you said, he's like the entire offense of that that team. You know, I was listening to Nate Tice talk about it a little bit yesterday, and he was just saying like, "My he we're on the same boat." By the way, me and, oh, me and Tice, we know, like, we're no, both we know, Justin Fields, <laughs> we know. It's like a high school offense. It's like get him the ball and let him like make something happen. Hero he's ball. Just a, yeah. yeah. So this I, year, no excuses. Like he's got to he's got to show up and play better. You can't have those games where he's like seven for twenty six. And three but that's picks, where, like, that's what he hasn't shown is like the ability to like make decisions, both at Ohio State and here. It's like he makes bad decisions. Yeah, but I feel like that's stuff that that you can develop. And I feel like all in the NFL, we've got to this point where, because you have the Joe Burrows and you have quarterbacks that come out of college and they are immediately successful within the first two years, that precedent is set where it never used to be like that. It used to be like, well, these guys need at least one or two years to really fully develop. And in a lot of cases, we've seen quarterbacks that take longer than that, and then they get really good. And so you kind of let, like Aaron Rodgers sat on the bench for what, like three years? It's like we forget all these things. And so, you know, you give them the time, you give them the ability to like sit, learn the game, learn the offense, and hopefully, you know, there's some development. I don't think there, it's. If I don't think it's the right franchise to develop him. I don't think it's the right coaching staff to develop him. I just. I don't. That think could he, be true. It's developable. Like he's, the, you know, he's got bad hair. Bad hair. That's tough. All sorts yeah. of different. Things. I think there, there should be some. Can't, can't defend that. So he threw for 60 percent of his completions. Push. I think we should set a number. If he if he throws for like 62, 63, 3,000 yards, I think those would be like pretty good. That shows some some progress, right? Is that is fair? Like what what are some numbers we think Fields has to hit to have shown that there's he's worth uh, keeping around, extending because they'll probably have to make a decision too if they want to, you know, pick up his his fifth year and uh, extend him, you know, from that. I mean, I, I wouldn't extend him at all at this point, but certainly you have to pick up his fifth year. Yeah, yeah, I think I yeah I think that's a fair range. I think something above sixty percent completion because he did complete sixty. Uh, I'm just I looking mean, at it now. He, he completed 60% of his passes last year, which surprises me because I would yeah. have not imagined. So no regression there. Uh, and, and threw for 17 touchdowns, only 11 picks. Uh, you know, 2,200 yards is pretty bad. I think it was the worst in the NFL in terms yeah. of full-time starter. So I'd like to see – I mean, I think we can get 3,000 yards. I mean, he didn't play a full uh, 17 games. But, uh, uh, you know, I mean – They're way too buzzy for my tastes right now, too. Everybody's picking the Bears to like be this sleeper team in the NFC North. Like they still suck. Uh, give me the Lions every single day. Yeah, Lions should be the favorites. I didn't division. like the Lions draft though. Hated that draft. Oh, I'd love it. Was like sexy. It. I loved it, Mister Poosh. I did like Hend- take the Hooker taking Hooker though. Sean, you're yeah. Hendon Hooker guy. I think that yeah. Hendon Hooker's good. Good pick. Let's, Are you guys uh, in or out on yeah. Levis? Kind of out. Out. I think it was such an indictment that nobody wanted to trade up into the first round for the fifth year. Yeah. yeah. I didn't um, like his face. <laughs> when he's sitting in his living room. Weird I was, too. I, or he's in the, was he in the draft room? He was in the green room. It's such a hard thing, yeah, though, right? Like, like what an embarrassment. Like, yeah, that's on your agent. If your agent doesn't have some team yeah. that's basically saying, I guarantee we will get you if you're there, mm-hmm. then you're you're really putting your, setting your kid up to fail. Just have him have his own party somewhere. Like, don't invite it. The camera's in. Like, He's sitting here yeah. thinking he could be picked at five or whatever, and all of a sudden at thirty-two, he's still hanging around. That's that's a tough thing to do. To I'd like kid. to implement the face. The face is such a major thing for a quarterback. To it's me, true. it's like you got to have a 
like a, a face that doesn't look stupid or like annoying. Here's another thing. <laughs> Seth and I talk – my buddy Seth Wickersham and I talk about this. He, I think Seth knows quarterbacks as well as any writer. You can't have a stupid name to be a good quarterback. Like what's the last quarterback with a really stupid name to succeed? Like you you got to have a good name. That's a great question. Yeah. That's a great question. Like Joe Burrow is a great name, all right? Like Trey Lance would have been a, a good name, like a, a quick – I was just gonna but say like, he still he still could be could, a good could name. Be a name. Okay, you're, you're but writing like Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe Montana, Joe Montana is one of the maybe the all time greatest names. Shit, yeah. yeah, Tom Brady. I mean Johnny Unitas is the greatest quarterback name of all time. Uh, you know, like Johnny Unite us, like that. There, there's a cadence <laughs> to it, right? Like, but if you can't, I, I don't know. Dan, Daniel Jones, yeah, yeah. <laughs> not a great. But name. like Lamar Jackson, that's a great. That's a quick, short, quick name. Yeah. It's, I mean, we'll give it Jalen Hurts is a great quarterback yes it is. name. Yes, it is. So Josh Allen, that's a great quarterback name. But if you, I'm sorry, if you have like a bad name, you're just it's not going to work out for you. Because those are the facts. This is the history has proven it. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> maybe maybe that's why Randy doesn't like Justin Herbert. Yeah, that's a tough name. Yeah, yeah. Herbert sounds Oof, like a Muppet. A <laughs> little, yeah, a little whiffs of French, right? Yeah, a little, little Frenchy. Justin Elbeau. <laughs> <laughs> that might have to be his trap draw nickname, Justin Air Bell. <laughs> uh, all right, let's get into some prognosticating and buy sell. And guys, please, in your answers, incorporate free agency, incorporate general NFL takes. Kind of in the in the interest of time, I'm trying to move this along because yeah. I feel like we could sit here for three hours. So I tried to come up with a question that touches on each division. And so, you know, how it affects the rest of the division. Take this wherever you want, but this is a game of buy-sell. And let's start right here. Uh, KVV, I'm going to direct it to you first. Will the Eagles have a Super Bowl hangover? Uh, I think no. I think the Eagles are still going to be hungry. I think Hurts, whatever you guys think about him as a passer, is a super hard worker, the kind of guy who is sort of not satisfied uh, with whatever status he's achieved. And uh, I think they're going to – They've added some pieces. I think they're, uh, that division isn't great. Uh, I'm not a big believer in the Giants still. Uh, and the, the, the commanders are trash. Uh, the, the Cowboys have expressed my displeasure. So I think you can pencil the Eagles in for 12 wins. Uh, and I think that they'll, they'll be fine. That should get them at least one playoff game at home, maybe more. So bullish. Bye. I agree with you. For, I, yeah, I, I agree with you for the record. And I think it's roster. They have a great roster. Uh, yeah. They have an identity. And I think the NFC, I, I think it's a real thing developing with the, the dearth of quarterbacks in, in the NFC versus the AFC. Like, I, I just feel like the NFC is a, a weaker conference right now, which helps Philadelphia. In the Cowboy and, like, looking at the division, Redskins or Commanders or whatever we're calling them these days. <laughs> we're not calling them the Reds. The, <laughs> yeah, we're, we're calling them, we can yeah. call them the football team or the Commanders, okay. whichever one. They, they, you know, they don't know what they want to be. You've got uh, – the Cowboys are probably going to take at least a small step back. And, you know, I'm still not a, a Giants believer. I like, I like Dable. I just don't, I don't think, I don't think Vanilla Vic's the guy. I think, <laughs> I think, I think the biggest issue though with me, with, with the Eagles is that they lost both their coordinators. I think that's a, yeah, that's yeah, a good that's point. A good under, point. under, underrated yeah. aspect. Sounded of it. like lost Gannon had kind of worn out his welcome a little bit though with some of the players, right? He doesn't seem to me like a very. I mean, he seems like a little robotic. I mean, from his press conference, he's a nice, nice enough guy, but like 
I don't know. Some of his introductory I don't know, I don't stuff. Necessarily, yeah, yeah, he felt a little me. phony to me. Well, they were tra- saying Northeast they're trying to fire me. They wanted me. They wanted me fired, and it, like the, they did the fact checking, yeah. and like no, there was nothing at all about that in any of the press conference transcripts, or whatever. I, and I think Steichen, Steichen is, you know, was good, and I, I'm interested to see what they do there uh, and how the offense looks and the play calling, because it seemed like he was getting it going at the end of the year last year. Uh, he really had that offense like dialed it just seemed like they were they were really had their their ducks in a row and so is Sirianni gonna call plays I don't I don't know what's what's happening there great he question kind of doing yeah, I don't I, I don't know the answer to that I think that's a big question mark for me to yeah getting back to 12 games all right well we're all we're all pretty bullish on the Eagles uh no Super Bowl hangover Next question, AFC East, buy or sell the Bills as the AFC East favorite? Tron, why don't we kick you? Why don't, why don't we throw it to you for this one? I'm selling. I'm selling. I don't know what the Bills are. They, you know, we talked about this a little bit in the, some of the fall shows, but it's like they're they're not a running team, but like no. they don't have any good weapons outside of Stefan Diggs. I know like first year tight ends don't normally produce all that much. Uh, I think they're one Josh Allen injury away from being, you know, toast. So I, I I'm I think long term I think they need to kind of retool a little bit. I'm probably bullish. I'm more bullish on the Bills in 2024 than I am in 2023. Tron, if the rosters for the Falcons and the Bills could swap cities, I feel like that would be a much better setup yeah. because the Bills are built like a fucking dome team. Uh, and yeah. they, it doesn't yeah. doesn't work like like home field advantage is a disadvantage to their style of play. The Falcons are built to run the ball to play tough defense. Uh, I'm not just I don't know exactly why the Bills thought they could sort of outsmart like the adage of like oh we should be a balanced team that that's what every NFL team has tried to do. They're like no screw balance like we'll just run with our quarterback. Man, it doesn't work. Yeah. And eventually those hits are gonna like you're just you're opening up the chances that he gets hurt more and more of the times you try to use him like a, you know, Lamar and look what's happening with Lamar is like, it's not necessarily like, Oh, you know, we're not protecting him enough. It's like, if you take enough hits, one of those hits might be bad and you're increasing the chances that he gets hurt every time around. Yeah. I think also like the, the, uh, the uh, AFC East is it's just going to be better, mm-hmm. right? The dolphins are continuing to stock up. Jets are going to be improved. Like they're, they're, a, they have a good foundation in place there, regardless of Aaron Rodgers. And then I think the Patriots, like Belichick's got to, you know, not shit or get off the pot, but it seems like Kraft's kind of turning up the heat a little bit. And it's like, hey, man, like, what the fuck are we doing? Are, are the Patriots just trying to win every game 13 to 10 this year? <laughs> That's th- That was the draft I didn't understand. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like y- you guys need skill position on offense and they were like no we're gonna we're gonna draft everything except for that that was they're they're just they're just banking on matt patricia not being on on the coaching staff anymore like that's their big addition that's their big offseason improvement yeah Yeah. that's huge i just think that mac jones thing it's some this would be the year whether it's like are they gonna actually is mac jones gonna be their quarterback uh i think we'll probably be decided by halfway through the year i mean they were already fucking around with moving you know, Bailey Zapp or whatever into the lineup yeah. in the middle of the year last year. Like that's a pretty stunning indictment of a guy that you picked that early. Uh, Talk yeah. about a bad quarterback name. Yes. You can. Bailey Zappi. Yeah, no quarterback named Bailey Zappi <laughs> is ever going to win a Super Bowl. Well, then do you guys like just real quick, 
because I think I lean Jets as as the team if right if it's not the Bills. I I was really impressed with them last year. They've they've built up that roster. It seemed like they were just some steady, competent quarterback play away from you know winning eleven games or so last year. I I. I don't know. I feel like Aaron Rodgers can come in and stabilize that position. I, I like the Jets, I think. I'm so excited to see how he reacts to some adversity, though, and how because the, the New York press is going to delight in needling him. He's been coddled by the press for a long time uh, in just his day-to-day reactions because, like, obviously, if you're in Wisconsin, you're not going to piss off, like, the king of Wisconsin. So I just don't think he's been really, like, pr- pushed that hard. But the New York media is just not going to mm-hmm. care. I mean, I've often down on that sort of narrative of like oh it's so much harder to play in new york but like if you've been handled like with kid gloves your entire career and you react (laughs) like angrily to any criticism someone's going to tweak him just for the fun of it and he's going to react poorly so you know he could still be really successful and sometimes he plays really well when he is kind of aggrieved but it'll be everything's copacetic right now he's like you know smiling and laughing going to nick's games and like you know taking uh dudes to meet jessica alba and all this stuff like we'll see if that keeps up once uh you know they have a a bad loss to the bills or to the patriots on a monday night or something well first week one bills versus jets monday night football i I was gonna shout that out in the schedule stuff is what a delicious you know monday night or week one that that will be just instant overreaction no matter what happens um all right next one we have uh let's go to the nf See North, uh, are you guys buying or selling the Lions as a bona fide playoff team this season? Mr. Poosh, why don't we start with you? I think you have to buy them. I mean, I think they, I don't think they got worse. I think they got better um, in the off, in the off season. Uh, they have an identity. I think that's, that's key. I think they know what they want to do. They're like a physical, you know, high powered offense. I think Ben Johnson is a real one. I uh, probably will be a head coach after this season. Um, I think it all comes, yeah, it comes down to uh, golf. You know, I think it's it really comes down to how he's he has a ceiling. You know, I think that's just the, the key with with golf, and I think their defense has to be better. Um, I didn't really like the draft at all. Didn't thought it was kind of stinky. Uh, didn't like picking some unathletic linebacker. It felt like a very Dan Campbell esque. You know, draft pick. We're gonna bite their kneecaps. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just like a a real like knee biter dude. And I think the uh, Jameson Williams thing sucks too. That does. Yeah, he's suspended again. Yeah, yeah. So, I didn't see that. What did he? What was he suspended I I, for? I'm sorry, I missed that news. Gambling, oh, betting. How long? Yeah. What was the suspension? For? Five six, games. Six games. Yeah, six yeah games. I think his was six. Yeah. He's never gonna get on the field. He'll just keep, just keep not playing. But yeah, I think it's a weak division. I think. The Vikings are pretty mid. Um, I Bears. think the Vikings suck. <laughs> yeah, do. I think the Packers are going to suck. Honestly, um, that was a question I, I Pac- had for KVV. Like, like, are you buying or selling on the Packers? Uh, I think it'd be an interesting culture change. I think they'll sort of rally around love a little bit. I don't know. I, I'm still probably selling just because uh, I think they kind of need an overhaul, and they don't have a lot of weapons. I mean, um, I'm not a big believer in the receiving core that they have there. But um, I don't know. They could be like, they're interesting. It's at least it's like a different narrative for the first time in a decade. Yeah. Of like, I think it would be fun, but I don't think they're going to win a lot of games. 
They they have eight first round picks on their defense. Wow. And their defense has not been very elite. So I think if they're they they're gonna win, if they're gonna if they're gonna come close to a playoff team, they, the defense has to be top three, probably. I think it's a real interesting year and, for LaFleur. Like I wanna know, is he actually a good coach? Because I don't know that there's yeah. a lot of evidence that he is a great coach. Uh he, preach. So, preach. <laughs> we'll see. He might he might end up being Poosh's <laughs> offensive coordinator again in a few years. Poosh, are you Kabush, nobody watches more film than you. Nobody. Are, are you, you buying or selling on Jordan Love? Selling. Don't like wow. him. Wow. I think um, I am too, Mr. Poosh, for the record. I think he I think he's like a f- I think he's fine. You know what I mean? I don't think he's I think you're gonna know you're gonna see exactly how important Aaron Rodgers was to that uh that offense and the organization, and there's a, a significant drop off between him and Love. I think it I mean if Love was that was that good or even close, don't you think they would have cut ties with Aaron Rodgers and been a lot more like open yeah. about just trying to, to deal him like a year a year or two ago before they signed him to a massive deal? I think it's I think they kind of realize like he's got he's got a lot of ta- like arm talent you know he's got you know he's got all those other things but if he wasn't pushing Rodgers and they the, even this year it seemed like they were like even though Rodgers is out there saying like he's going to leave they were still seemed like they they weren't really and maybe that was part of that was the deal but it didn't seem like they were that eager to shove him out the door and move move love in and now they're kind of like oh yeah love's our guy he's you know he's the future and we're going to roll yeah. with him and then they did some weird like strange strange fifth year or or extension deal that was you know didn't seem very why did love emphatic. do that yeah it's a like, bad it deal it was basically like he was betting against himself of <laughs> It's like if he's successful, he, he has a good things. season. Yeah. So. Uh, all right, KVV, will Lamb Lamb be a top five quarterback this season, in your opinion? God, this is a tough one, Big. Uh, you know, you know, I've been a Lamb Lamb defender for a long time. You, you, As have <laughs> I. I. I love Lamb Lamb. We all love Lamb Lamb. Uh, I'm gonna say no. I think uh, wow. I am. I'm not ready to give up on Lamb by any means. I still think he signing him was the right deal. Like I, I actually don't think that it's even overpaying. But uh, I think that you know not showing up for for voluntary workouts recently after you get the big deal was a, that's tough. Was a, yeah. New offensive coordinator. Yeah, like, like you got a new system you know, to learn. Set a precedent. Yeah. Like be like, all right, I'm on it. The whole thing about Lamar, his first three plus years was that he was a really hard worker. He wanted to get better. He was humble. Some of that has kind of like eroded a little bit. Like he's, people don't think he's working quite as hard as he once did. He's, he lost the sort of, you know, undying respect of the head coach, uh, who was kind of like a little bit, you could tell just from his press conference quotes, like didn't really, wasn't on the same page about when he was going to come back. I think the injury was real, but I also think like, he didn't communicate very well to them what was going on with him and uh, or that, you know, he didn't rehab hard enough or to their liking. I just feel like, you know, it's sort of everything is set up for him to succeed. I also feel like he's he hasn't proven that he could stay healthy for a whole season. He's super dynamic and yeah. fun, and I think he's a better thrower than a lot of people think, and I am excited to see him play in a different offense. But I also think that he's very like likely to twist an ankle or sprain a knee or hurt a shoulder or – you know, anything like that. And all of a sudden it's going to be like, Oh, Lamar's off for a couple more weeks. Like, and then it's 
like, okay, the Ravens lost, you know, three of four and slipped out of contention. I, I not a top five quarterback for, in my opinion, uh, it, can they win? Like, can they go deep into the playoffs and potentially win a Super Bowl with them? For sure. Uh, they, they push, if he had played in that Bengals game and was healthy, I think they very likely win that game because as you know, it was razor thin margin. Those two teams yeah. always play each other tough. Uh, you know, I thought the Bengals were going to run them over and the, and the Ravens fought really hard in that game. They're just a, you know, whatever reason they match up in the Bengals really well and it'll be fun games all year. Uh, but I don't know, man, I just, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take him over a bunch of dudes. Uh, and that, that bums me out because I was ready to be a full-time believer. Wow. I'm, I'm going to, I still believe in lamb lamb. I'm going to say he has a top five year. I'm going to say he bounces back, plays with fire. May take him a little bit to get started. A little slow start there, but I think, because I think too, it seems like the Ravens are going to get back to playing better defense. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think with, with uh, Dobbins, hopefully back healthy, I think, Get back to running the ball a little bit more and allowing Lamb Lamb to, you know, create create with his legs and then have some splash plays with his arms instead of kind of trying to like put him into this box. Interested to see what the offense looks like with Todd Munkin and yeah, uh, yeah. not and not that Greg Roman deal that's been you know seems like it's been around for you know since the Harbaugh the Niner Harbaugh days and so. Uh, it's a kind of. It seems like it's kind of an antiquated. It didn't seem like there's a whole lot of innovation happening after you know year one and two. It just seems like it's flatlined a bit, and so I'm interested to see what Todd Munkin does. It seems like it's more pro style, um, from what I understand. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it also seems like they need to like bring in a backup quarterback. Yes, as well. Like well, someone not, who's like not, not Pro Bowler Tyler Huntley. Yeah, it's like you know, like Nebish Teddy's available. Right or or I think they just like you know, Huntley because it's like we don't have to change the offense like we know what yeah. he's capable of it's it's replacement level sort of like average quarterbacking you don't have to pay him that much like yeah you could they could have like gotten a Baker Mayfield right and have him been the backup probably but you know he wanted to be a starter like you have to pay him ten million or whatever like I, I think I think Huntley's probably a decent fit he's very well liked uh, he's still kind of growing yeah. a little bit he was a good thrower in college uh, he certainly hasn't shown that at, in the nfl level but um i don't know i think it's probably like that's not an area where they're going to spend any money to you know, even though it's like who do you get uh if who can replace lamar in the same kind of offense you'd have to kind of change up a lot of stuff so yeah sam yeah. darnold would have been a, an interesting you take a flyer on yeah. that did darnold sign with anybody i didn't even see like he's is he still floating around the Niners. that's right yeah, that's Niners, right baby. why did i forget that already but if, if you got four great quarterbacks do you really have any good quarterbacks <laughs> <laughs> you might have four yeah, great ones might, might. <laughs> i uh shanny, shanny was uh, in the press saying that he thinks that we have three three guys that could be franchise quarterbacks oh, God. So. that's not good um that's great no that's that's <laughs> that's not why good. is that not good no that's not good that's a horrible quote capable capable of being franchise because well, they're all going to want to play they're, 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 i think that's just going to breed unhappiness down the line competition randy that's what we want i know uh, i i'm bullish on lamb lamb i'll take him to sneak in as a as a fifth quarterback this year i i think there's a world where the new oc Odell, Zay, Dobbins, I think, 
whoever said that is a is a huge piece and and just having a more cohesive game plan offensively uh could really help it them. could be really so, fun i like to Bateman watch. Too. Yeah. it could be really fun yeah. Yeah. yeah if they're if if munkin's offense is interesting and they're throwing it all over the field and he's like the, the biggest difference in lamb's like early career and the last couple of years is just haven't had that inside running threat and so if dobbins is mm-hmm. full strength again and, and could actually like blow people through the line then all of a sudden you can't it's so hard to stop that read option if he's if Lamb can pull it and pop, you know, and, and hit right. Andrews over the middle or can just take off around the corner. So it's gonna be crazy to see like like the Browns just sound like they're fucked. Right? Like the Steelers seemingly taking a step forward, mm-hmm. pretty much bringing everything back intact. Bengals yeah. are the Bengals, Ravens are the Ravens, and like the Browns are just like, well, I think the man, Browns. I'm doing? sure they they're they they put all their eggs in like Deshaun Watson has to be a top three quarterback, and I'm sure, I, I feel like that's the question weapons, for them. Though, I'm sure too. they feel like with yeah. a whole year of him coming to camp and him, you know, being in the org that that they're going to be better with that. I just don't think they have enough pieces to make. And I also think there's a very good chance that Watson is not that great. Uh, you right. Know, I think it, there's a lot of fool's gold in those numbers that he put up with te- the Texans when they were fucking terrible. So yeah. Uh, this can be a simple one-word answer if we'd like, but the next one is anybody in the NFC South, uh, w- will any of them win double-digit games this season? Emphatic, yes. Emphatic, yes. I think the, I think the Falcons do. They've, they play the they – play, A, they get to play the NFC South. Sure. The Buccaneers, the I Saints. I thought you were bullish like, on the, the Panthers, doing? though, a couple weeks ago. I was, but now they got the Nevish guy and, and – <laughs> You know, it's whatever. I like Reich. I'm kind of bullish on the Panthers, but like the the Falcons play the Cardinals. They play the AFC South, so they play the Colts. They play the Titans. Jesus. They play the Texans. It's a like they're playing some bad bad teams. They play the Commanders. Like they're playing bad teams on this schedule. So play the Bears. Every team in that division has a negative point differential last year. <laughs> Desmond Ritter. I feel like the Saints. I feel like the Saints. Saints could be sneaky. I, I, I agree honestly. with that. I, I uh, might pick the Saints to be the team that wins that division. I think Derek Carr is. I mean, he's a train wreck, but he's like fairly functional and yeah. can probably get you close to close to nine or or ten wins. I think the Falcons go like ten and seven. Hmm. Really? Huh? I think the Saints' yeah. defense was really was was actually they pretty, were pretty, pretty good. stout last yes, year. They and, were, pretty and I think that they're always yeah. Just outside of not having a real offensive offense, I think you know they were running Dalton, Andy Dalton last year, Red Rocket, and so it's like the rifle. No, I think no, having Carr gives them a semblance of an offense, and and it seems like they that in that division, like you said, it's a weak division, weak schedule. Where's, they probably where's Dalton at these days? God, great question. I don't know. that on the Google. Why didn't the Ravens sign him as a backup? <laughs> uh, TC, this one's for you. I'll, I'll let you Panthers answer this like. one. He's, or no, is that right? Yeah, I think yeah. he might have signed to be the Panthers. Uh, oh, he might yeah. start. Oh. I mean, if, are you going to start Bryce Young like right away? Wasn't that the whole point of like drafting Bryce Young? He's like he's the most ready. He's, yeah, you know. it, Andy Dalton has yeah. started the OTAs atop the Panthers depth chart. So they are they aren't just handing Bryce the job. He has to beat out the Red Rifle <laughs> to get it done. <laughs> oh. Tall order. Oh, yeah, we'll, we'll monitor that quarterback situation. Uh, TC, buy or sell the Jaguars as a true AFC contender? Uh, I'll buy. I think I think there's going to be a little bit of regression the first part of the year with both with schedule, 
the division's still bad, but scheduling like their back-to-back games in London, which I think is not that different from having one game in London. Like it's almost an advantage for that second game, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then all this stadium stuff that's percolating here, they're gonna have to shut the stadium for like two years to redo it. It's, it's a disaster. <laughs> Shot, we're gonna get fucked somehow down here. <laughs> Shot is gonna, Shot's gonna find a way to fuck us. Um, but I think the 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 tackle uh, is it Cam Robinson getting the getting popped for for PEDs that that hurts. Mm-hmm. I don't know how long that suspension is. Um, but then again, I like you know they brought back the right guys. The Ridley, I think the Ridley thing the is Riddler is like back. Love it. I think people have big, forgotten about the Riddler. Big things in that offense. I yeah. like the two running backs that they brought in. Uh, much deeper running back room. I like the, the 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 second round tight end they got. It's I think the defense will be improved once again. Like you know a little bit more depth at corner. So I'm buying. I think uh, I think they're a legit contender. I think it'll probably be kind of a plateau year, and then I think I think 2024 will be like the real like this is the window year. Urban Myers just can't be said enough how disgraceful Urban Meyer was. Truly. Uh, I, in the interest of moving on, push the next one for you. Buy or sell the Seahawks will challenge the 49ers in the NFC West. Uh, I think they probably will. I think they're just because I don't think the Rams are going to be that great. I think they're, they're still kind of in a, a rebuild year. Uh, getting Stafford back is big, but I don't think the Cardinals or the Rams are going to be very good. So I think it's going to be the Niners and the Seahawks. I think the Seahawks are going to definitely be better. I think they they obviously got a lot better on offense. Um, it will be interesting to see how if Geno can maintain that level of play. He should. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think everyone's expecting him to go to either maintain or go up a level just because of the investment uh, in the offense. I think it comes down to how the night, what happens with the Niners' quarterback situation, how it shakes out. Obviously, I think that's a big question mark. But depending on when, it, or if Brock Purdy comes back uh, and takes the the top quarterback spot, if not, I think that assuming that he doesn't, it means that Trey Lance or Sam Darnold has grabbed the spot and they've gotten off to a hot start. If or someone don't. that we don't even know about, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, something something you never even thought about. I mean, it could be some guy off the street, but yeah. or maybe just Shannon just starts taking snaps himself and just exactly. doing, it, doing doing it on his own. What's what's but what I, what is the word on Trey Lance? Any like is he participating? Apparently, in... yeah. Apparently, he's participating. Apparently, he's the healthiest he's been uh, okay. ever. I mean, he came in he came in after the co- the COVID year, and I think and so he didn't really have uh, an off season. At, or he didn't really have a, you know, he didn't play an entire year of football. Then came in, broke his finger, his on his pinky on his throwing hand, like right off the bat, and it was basically couldn't grip the football for the the whole his rookie year. And so then, obviously, the, he came into the camp his in second year, and then snapped his ankle in the second game. So it only had really after that Bears game, only had you know two one series, and then broke his ankle. So. Apparently, right now he's the healthiest they, they they've ever had him uh, in he's camp. In the best shape so, of his life. In the best shape of his life. 
Shani feels very confident, says he thinks that, you know, when he, when in, in year two, he was going to get to a very high level of play. They were pretty confident in it. I mean, there's a lot of like, oh, they're trying to deal him, trying to do all this stuff. Maybe they were probably were at least floating it out there to see what was out there. But I think at this point, the value that you'd get back for him is not worth it. You might as well just roll with him and see what you can, what you can get out of the situation. Yeah. Defense but is I even better than it defense was last is year. Be, Really yeah. good. I think Steve Wilkes is a, is a good coach, and they're not changing the system. They're keeping the system. They're just adding. They kept the entire defensive staff. They didn't lose anybody to D'Amico. Didn't take anybody mm-hmm. with them, basically. And so they kept the entire defensive staff there, and they just had Wilkes come in and learn. Has been there for the last few months, just learning the whole defense, watching all the tapes, all the meetings, all the film is all you know. It's all there for him, and so. He's basically keeping the entire system, but he's just going to put his own wrinkles in it. I think he wants to go like a lot more man, put more pressure. D'Amico was a very like just stay in base a lot and let him let the guys win, try to get you know win up front and just play, don't give up big plays. I think that was the Niners was like you know they didn't they they just wouldn't give up big plays and they would just eventually say we're going to win after you know maybe it'll be three or four series or you know three or four series, but we're going to win and. uh so you know, it's, I think that it's we're gonna still win the division, but it, yeah, it comes down to how the start. I think if if Seattle gets off to a hot, hot, hot like a hot start and they go four and zero or something, and we go two and two before Brock comes in or you know whatever the case may be, I think we if we spot him any games, then it's gonna be tight. But if we get off Bush, you, hot, then it, you, you had know. some great scouting reports on some of the some of the draft picks. Can you just yeah. tell us about some of the the bend and the elite measurables and the <laughs> You know. Robert Beal, uh, in the fifth, uh, 173rd pick, ran 4-4 Ooh. Uh, from Georgia. Apparently, like, the biggest knock on him was that he's not, he can't, you know, they have him at, as an out, outside linebacker, so they have him, like, moving backwards and, you know, trying to trying to play in space. That's not really what he does. And they said, the Niners, you know, we play wide nine. Just get him off the edge, let him rush the passer. Uh, they have a metric. The Niners have a metric called. Is it know, proprietary? FO proprietary GTFO. Uh, it's how fast you get off the ball, and so they have a, their own proprietary measurement oh, yeah. system that they're not they're not letting out into the oh, public. Yeah. But uh, apparently, he had like one of the highest GTFO scores in the draft. God damn it, Tron! Uh, this is Pusha's version of going down. This the is the good stuff. <laughs> this is the good stuff. What is, what about this tight end from Oklahoma or the the linebacker from TCU? Loved it. He also ran four four. Mm. What? what uh, give me some sh- high measurables. Yeah, give me some shuttle D winter, time. D though. Winters. <laughs> I think Winters had a fast shuttle time. The Graham, the the guy from uh, Purdue. I think it was Purdue. Jalen Graham. Jalen Graham. Yeah. Lengthy. Seventh rounder. Yeah. Sneaky could be sneaky good. I mean, we're just trying to fill out Aziz Al Shire. Let me get the UDFAs in though, because yeah, Kalen Laburn, please, that's my please. guy. Kalen Laburn from Marshall originally went to Florida State. Okay. I think he had an injury or something, or, had, or he had a he got kicked off the team for something. <laughs> potential you know, mouth potential Randy Moss situation. But went to uh, yeah went yeah. to Marshall went to Marshall and was like bad a bad boy and uh, he's like a in the good cut. way in the good way yeah, in a good in a good way so like, of bad boys and he just looks thing. like a like you just could slot him right into the the you know outside zone offense and just let him let him go and he's just like a natural runner five star high school recruit and then we got Joey Fisher D2 
out of Shepherd. Did 40 reps 40 of reps. bench press. <laughs> Guy's like a freak freak athlete. Is this the Ran quarterback? Four, no, he's a he's it's a, a fullback. Oh, it's a tackle. No, this is the tackle. I he's think there was the a quarterback from Shepard drafted. That's why I asked. No, well, no, there was or, a well, uh, we drafted the fullback from uh, Michigan Michigan State, I think. Okay. Sam Laporta, uh, Laporta or something okay. like that. No, Not that's Laporta. a tight Something like that. Uh, Sam something. Anyway, right. big, yeah. do, do the wrap Basically, it up. Basically, like a potential, <laughs> a, uh, potential uh, you know, juice replacement, right? Yes, uh, yes. That's what's the, the all right. replacement. Are you a believer in this kicker? They drafted a, yes. a, a third-round kicker. Hoosh is claiming he's the mega leg plus the mega accurate leg, which, come on. Dude, he's... He he made eighty seven percent of his kicks. He only the only two kicks that he didn't do well were outside of fifty yards. But he's kicking in the at Michigan. You know we're kicking out in these awful conditions in a big house. Didn't didn't miss didn't miss a PAT. Mm. Those are like his 10 entire career in, in college. Yeah, well, still didn't miss them. And just as apparently is just like a sociopathic killer when it comes to game. You know. <laughs> Game winners, yeah. big kicks, Hell yeah. kicking in front of you know hundred thousand people. And, and, and once the once the ball and hoodie was drafting a kicker, so they had yeah. to get out in front of the hood man. And yeah. the Rams didn't Rams didn't have a kicker or a punter going into the draft, so we didn't have a fourth round pick. They the Niners look at we had ninety nine, which is the end of the third round. And it's our it's our D and I pick, you know, one yeah. of our D and I picks. Yeah, one of three, and yeah. they said, you know what, like they smelled hoodie creeping. So they and he he took a kicker in the in the fourth. So we would a lot we wouldn't have got him. Uh, okay. You know, it's cost effective instead of Robbie Gold. Just yeah. watch, just watch. Okay. All right, kickers all right. are all right. Ki- kickers need to be drafted higher. That's an, another take. You're that preaching I have. to like, the choir. You were clowning on me when the Bengals took McPherson in the fifth. I didn't. I don't think McPherson is on this level. I mean, he's fine. Wow, McPherson's okay. really good. Okay, he's good, but I I think okay. Uh, I mean, this is essentially. What sorry. question for you to move us off of off yeah, of the Niners please, talk? Please. Uh, do you think Mister Unlimited will be the quarterback in Denver in twenty twenty four? I do. I well, and that ties into with my last buy or sell. Will, will the Broncos win eight or more games this year? I'm really curious to see what it looks like. I, I I'm bullish. I I don't think Wilson can get any worse. I hopefully feel like. I don't know why I'm saying hopefully. I, I actually don't hope for any of this, but I, I feel like he had to have been embarrassed and would think he's putting in a ton of work. Peyton's got a, a, a great track record with, with quarterbacks and offenses, and so I, I think they have to be better this year, which I think will you know carry Wilson into 2024 for sure. Yeah. I don't think Russell Wilson's capable of feeling embarrassment. That's true. Exactly. And any more details on the golf cart incident? Not not that I've I, I've been traveling a lot. I honestly I, I haven't heard much of it. I'll reach out to people. us, yeah, if you have more details. Yeah. All right, are we picking playoff teams um, big? Yeah, you guys want to pick playoff teams real quick. We don't have to like let, let's go around the horn. Who KVV, will you lead us off? Who who are your playoff teams? I wish I we'll ignore seeding yeah. if you want. Like just give me who you think's gonna be there. I wish I had some big surprises, but I, I feel like uh, it seems, I was going over them and I was just like, they seem kind of obvious. AFC, I got Bengals, Bills, uh, Chargers, Ravens, Jets, Jags, and Chiefs. Uh, I feel like Jets are are 
the sort of one kind of up and coming team. Uh, Jags got to sort of you know solidify that spot. Chiefs are going to be good again. We all know the Bengals are going to be good. The Ravens are the one team that I feel like Ravens and Chargers. I would I'm a little bit nervous about, uh, but I, I think those are the most likely scenarios. Uh, and in NFC, I got Eagles, Lions, Niners, Giants, Saints. Uh, I still think the Vikings will sneak in just because I don't think that division is great. I don't think they are. And then Seattle would be my last uh, team in there. So. No Cowboys? Uh, maybe I – did I pick six there? No, I picked seven. I, I feel like the Cowboys are just kind of in for like a, you know, a regression. I just don't – I don't love what they're doing. I, I'm just – Yeah, and somebody's, fired, you know, I'll... somebody's got to be a loss. And, 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 you know, the same teams aren't going to make the playoffs every year. So uh, I'm going to – I'm going to choose the Cowboys to fall out. Mike McCarthy calling plays is that's got to affect his game management, which is already highly questionable, which is, it could be just like an awesome car wreck of like disaster down there in sick Dallas. I would love that. God. Uh, TC, you got playoff teams for us. I got playoff teams, Randy. I'm going to go <laughs> AFC divisional uh, winners. I'm going to go dolphins. Chargers, Bengals, Jags, the four. And then we're going to go Chiefs, Jets, Ravens for the other other three there. Jets, Ravens. So you have the Chargers winning the division over the Chiefs? I do. Wow. I'm not a, not, a, not a believer in the Chiefs. Uh, I think the Jackson Mahomes thing has rattled that franchise to its core, too. Uh, <laughs> NFC, I've got... Eagles, Niners, Packers. Packers. I think the Lions are. I think the Lions are kind of like in for a little bit of a plateau. They're gonna kind of hit the, you know, hit some some headwinds a little bit, and then they're gonna finish the season strong again. I think twenty twenty four is probably their year, and then uh, and then NFC South. I'll go Falcons, and then as far as uh, wild card teams, I'll go Giants. Seahawks and Rams. I think the Rams are going to be resurgent mm. this year. Uh, you know, frisky, not like a legit yeah. contender, but I think they'll be. I think they'll be frisky and, and much improved. Mister Poosh, I think I'm pretty much lockstep with Tron there, um, just to, in order to you know, in lieu of sa- saving some time. Pretty much, okay. I would I would disagree with the the Chargers winning that division. I think that's my one my one thing as I would. And I would probably swap out the Saints for uh, the Falcons. I feel like the Falcons just have perennial like five hundred or you know I guess you can't really go five hundred anymore, but it's like eight and nine or whatever it is. I just truly don't nine understand 18. the Saints. Like they just like they refuse to pay off their credit card. <laughs> like they 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 just keep running a massive balance on their credit card, and it's like at some I, point I like you guys are paying good. more interest at this point than you are. I mean, it's a very. They have a good defense. I think the defense is really the what why is they have a really they do have a defense. It's just going to keep them in games constantly, and it's like you just. If those guys aren't getting any younger either, like Cam Jordan. It's a very it's a very uh, DC very Louisiana way to live, Tron. Just keep just keep pushing that credit card (laughs) down, move the balance around. You know. Yeah. Well, let me throw uh, my my initial thought right now. AFC. Uh, give me as division winners the Jets, the Bengals, the Chiefs, and the Jags, and then I'll sprinkle in 
the Bills as a wild card. And guys, I, I'm going to take the Ravens and the Steelers Ooh. as a wild card. I'm I'm selling Chargers. the Chargers. Yeah, I think that would be the. You know what? There. Yeah, I like the Steelers too. Who do you think signs first, Burrow or Herbert, for the mega extension? I think they get. Well, I don't know when Burrow. I don't. I don't know what the talk around Herbert's been, but I really think Burrow's gonna sign sometime in August. Don't you think it would be a better move for him to wait though? Because he's gonna. He would potentially get more. Uh, yeah, should maybe. get more than Herbert. Yeah, I, I honestly am not sure if. Burrow really cares. Cares, like you know, pay me a certain amount, and after that, like let's just get it done. I I don't know. I could be totally wrong there. I I do think the Bengals are going to sign Higgins, Chase, and Burrow though. At when it's all said and done. Okay. Uh, and then in the NFC, I think similar to what you guys have said: Eagles, Lions, Saints, Niners, Seahawks, Cowboys, Packers. Is how I would go. Um, I think this is a, an interesting question, and perhaps we can end it on this. Predict who you think will have the number one pick in the 2024 draft. I think it's the Cardinals. Tam- I mean, I think it's Tampa. Tampa. You got Tampa. Can I throw? Can I throw one in there? Yeah. I really think the Tennessee Titans might suck. Yeah. That was my second. That was even my second. Pick. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna. In take that case, do you think Vrabel survives, or you think they just totally clean house? Clean there? house. Yeah. I think I would probably go with the Cardinals. I, I, would be yeah. my uh, pick there, but the Cardinals are gonna suck. gonna suck. That's true. But Kyler might quit on the season. He might just shut it down. <laughs> he might pull Operation Shutdown. Yeah. To play Fortnite or whatever yeah. the fuck. Which they wouldn't, they might not hate, you know, they, maybe they, yeah. yeah, hey, that's not the worst thing. Hmm. All right, guys, anything else before we wrap it? KBV's got to right. get up to New York. Yeah. First, first coach to get fired. That's a fun one, too. Mike McCarthy. That's such a good one. That's such a good one. God, who else oh, is, uh, who's the Cleveland guy, Stefanski? Yeah. Yeah, just Stefanski. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll say Stefanski. The only reason I think it wouldn't be Stefanski is because the Haslam's wouldn't want to pay. Like they would have, they would have to just elevate the interim coach, and then they'd have to be promised that Stefanski would get a job somewhere else. They're cheap enough that they're just going to ride it out to whatever his contract is. If this is his, I don't think this is his last year of his contract, so they'd have to eat some money, and I don't think they want to do that. That's interesting. I can see Oosh. Brandon Brandon Staley. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they if they if they go. They get off to a really, yeah, slow start. I can see Staley like getting a zero and four start or a one and five start or something like that. Yeah, if they go in four and th- one and th- one and three, one. Yeah, hey, he's like got to have about the most pressure on him, I would think. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Stefanski as well. You know, I thought about R- Rivera. I thought about McCarthy. I think the I think the Commanders could be like sneaky decent. There's so much talent on that roster. They just need to rearrange it a yeah, little they bit. They always seem like they're winning seven games and they're competitive. Chase Young should be healthy. Yeah. Like, you know, they, they got weapons his on offense. Deal, That's crazy. It's weird. So, anyway. Well, guys, this was a ton of fun. Thank you all for joining. Um, I think 
we'll, we'll we'll touch base throughout the summer as need be and and we'll certainly gear up for our next uh nfl team draft selection before the season begins so safe travels mr poosh good luck with the upcoming tour and uh tc good luck at the doctor tomorrow thank you guys cheers thanks boys